everybody, this is Alex from Crisian. This is Max Kolasny from Crisian. And you're listening to the Almighty Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. This is Philip H. Anselmo. My name is Tim Corey. Hey, this is Norgasm. Shambri, bass player of Napalm Death. Rocco Brujeria. What's up, everybody? This is Ross Dolan from Immolation. What's up, everybody? It's Jim Bush from Armored Scene. Hello, Deathsters. This is Martin Van Drunen from Asterix. And uh, you're listening to Phantasm Podcast. What the fuck is up and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I am Corey Gorkreis with me, Dr. Vincent West. Anyway, so I'm pumped up. That was fucking super excited right now. So. Uh, we got an amazing uh, episode for you guys. We have uh, Alex and Max of Crisian on the show for you guys. And also, um, actually I'll introduce one. This is from my vault today. It is, and I, let um, me well, let me set you up to introduce it. Okay. So, Corey, uh, you have something, and it's very special on a couple of different levels uh, for the podcast, I think, because it's directly related to it. Right. It's something we both love, we both have in common, and it's my video pick of, of April. The the this the is out of that of out of that. Yeah. My, so, uh, what are we watching today? We are watching. Phantasm 3, Lord of the Dead, from Well Go USA, coming from the brand new Phantasm Collection uh, Blu-ray box set from Well Go. Phantasm. The delusion of a disordered mind. A phantom. A spirit. A ghost. Most of his life, a young man has been pursued by a sinister force. Now he must learn the secret of the ultimate evil. Now it is time for you to come back to me. Dead. Phantasm three coming soon. My pick uh, of the month. It Bye. it looks fantastic. Uh, the first time it's ever been released on Blu-ray. There's a few new. There's, Sorry. There's a few new features on here right now. We're already into the film. Uh, almost you know minute and a half in. We're getting the recap of one and two. Right now they're showing one where he's Reggie's knocking the uh, the little ghouls out of the uh, down the fucking stairs and the house blows up um, yeah this is this movie fucking rules and uh, yeah there's there's a couple new features that Welgo put on here there's a new commentary track and there's also uh, a making of featurette which I'm excited to watch and uh, as far as the print it looks amazing um, did an unboxing for you guys I'll have it up on YouTube uh, if it's not already you did do it cool uh, yep um Oh, of course, there's some nice eyeball splatter um, from the tall man here, and this is from part two. 
uh, leading up to the events. This this movie wastes no time. It leads right into uh, <coughs> part two. It's right where it left off in part two, uh, right where this opens. So. It should also be noted, too, about this. I remember when this was brand new. <coughs> it was a straight-to-video release from Universal. So <coughs> Phantasm 2 and Phantasm 3 are both Universal Pictures right. uh, films. And you... It was supposed... This thing was actually supposed to... And it apparently was released in the theater in Europe. It just wasn't here. They didn't feel like it would make any money. But apparently it did really well on home video. Right. And Wheelchair Fucker has this on videotape. Huh. Like a... The original MCA Universal VHS. videotape that I used to rent from uh, fucking Blockbuster. Yeah, I have the uh, Anchor Bay DVD. Um, of course, everything has been ported over to this release as well as, like I said, those new tracks. So, uh, the... Uh, making of feature and the uh, new audio commentary which is pretty awesome uh, but this in my opinion this is my I mean this is definitely my favorite one of course the best would definitely be the first one just how iconic it is but um, this one's hands down my favorite and I think this one story wise is the best one as well this is uh, like the doctor said we were talking about this a little bit earlier is uh, this is definitely a Reggie film it's, yeah, if you're a fan of him and you've never seen this. And like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to get you guys to buy certain things, but you really should just go to Best Buy and buy this. I mean, if you're a horror fan and you've never seen these films, you'll thank me later. And I guarantee this box set will be going for some money here when, it'll, when it eventually ends up in moratorium, then you'll wish you'd bought it. And, and as of now, it's the only way you can get this film and Part 4 is in this box. But, uh... 94 was when this thing... I was thinking it was 93, but I guess it was, it was 94. And it was released... Uh, there's not even a street... <coughs> Excuse me. There's not even a street date. Uh, I'm literally still... By the way, my coughing on some of these episodes, I apologize. I'm literally still getting over from the creator show in Atlanta where I got really sick. So hopefully I'm not dying. But anyway... Um, <laughs> sorry, you guys have to hear the coughing. But anyway, so... Uh, uh, $2.5 million uh, budget, uh, and it's beautiful. This film is... I think this. there's a lot of action in this film. It, it feels... It feels better than... Uh, I don't know, to me, if it... I think this film gets a bad rap, or a lot of people just haven't fucking seen it, because I, I love this film. It has everything that I love about the first two films in this film. And and it and like uh, Corey said, it's a, it's a Reggie film. Is this the first '90s film we've done on the podcast? I All I do know is I'm excited about doing the metal uh, albums from that yeah. year. I'm well, going to pull the, that up in a minute. The so. uh, movies, if you want to go ahead and do Please. that. Um, well, of course, we'll go classic here. We'll start with the just the normal movies from '94. Uh, not even the uh, you know the we'll do the regular movies first before we get to the horror, just to set you back to 94 so you guys know what you're you're uh, dealing with here as far as the time period when this came out um I was four years old so I think this might be the first movie I was born to be uh able to see when <laughs> when uh, this of course a year later <coughs> is when I watched you were my how? first horror movie four I was actually one so <laughs> so uh uh-huh. I was one I like that that's a nice decapitation there and I put this, recently this on This looks beautiful. I yeah, it does. does. I, I put recently, real quick, other the age thing. I put recently that I was 26 on a profile I had, and nobody believed it. And I'm like, I don't know why. I mean, 
Why would I make that up, you know? I have no reason to make that you up. You don't look old, but you don't look 26. But, I mean, I'm a good-looking black man, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, but anyway, so got a gray continue mushroom. with your... <laughs> yeah, I have a gray mushroom like Ken. <laughs> All right, uh, let's pull out some stuff here. 1994, uh, we got Major League Two, uh, Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Love that movie. A lot of people gay, hate that. I, I love, love it. it. Uh, Little Rascals came out. Uh, a lot of a lot of good, you know, <coughs> campy '90s kid, you know, kid comedies like Blank Check was good. Uh, Wyatt Earp came out uh, then; it was good. Uh, <coughs> shit, I'm sorry. You also have The uh. Shadow um, with Alec Baldwin. That's interesting. Um, been a long time since I've seen that movie. What else? Uh, the Lion King came out that year as well as Forrest Gump I don't know why people watch that fucking movie um The Crow Ace Ventura Pet Detective which of course uh famously had uh Cannibal Corpse in that in that movie put them on the map uh Stargate the movie you also have Speed uh Clear and Present Danger which is Harrison Ford goodness uh Clerks which was the first Kevin Smith movie, a big influence to the start of this podcast, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is, and you, you should touch on that briefly, because we're, we're, we're at our year anniversary, I think, pretty soon, so, or we yeah, are. Yeah, it's coming up. Um, touch on that a second about Kevin, just for, I, I mean, if you guys have heard it before, I'm sorry, but if people haven't, you're just discovering this podcast, is kind of Well, cool. you know, Kevin Smith is a, is a huge podcast guy, as he is, uh, you know, a comic and, and hockey nerd, so... Um, it was really cool. the the incept The actual inception of this podcast is kind of a funny story. Um, I had already been doing a a uh, comedy podcast with uh, my cousin and uh, you know a friend of mine at the time, and um, I had went out to the Kevin Smith show, the local. He does the uh, you know his Q and A stuff and his. Basically, his spoken word uh, stand-up comedy shows. Um, so yeah, uh, me and the doctor went to those, you know, one of those shows, and uh, he talked a lot about podcasting and answered a lot of fan questions about starting up their own podcasts. Of course, I was already a little ways into podcasting myself to where I had figured it out. Um, and I always wanted to bring the doctor into the realm of podcasting because he's perfect for it. And hopefully you guys agree if you don't fuck yourselves. Um, but uh, he's he's always just had a, a very unique personality and something that would definitely drive a podcast forward. And uh, that was really, you know, I always, I just never really thought that he would be down for uh being a part of something like a podcast. So we, uh, you know, on the way home from the show, he uh, was like, I don't know much about podcasting. I know you're already doing one with your friends, but, you know, he was like, I would actually think it'd be cool if we did some kind of a podcast. And not even before we got back home, we had already come up with the name, and uh, I had already got my friend from New York, you know, uh, Jadrian, I got rot, uh, working on 
uh, a logo for us, and I mean, we knocked it out. Our, uh, here in the film, we got some nasty uh, yellow arterial spurtage and also some head spurting coming out. We got the the sphere is about to come out of the head here. Oh, that's gross. Um, so yeah, the inception of the Phantasm podcast came from a Kevin Smith show, uh, a nice ride home where the doctor showed, you know, expressed his interest in doing a podcast, and I was like, well, I've been thinking about bringing you on and starting up a podcast for a long time, but didn't think, uh, I guess I really didn't know how to explain it, you know, to the doctor, and, uh, I guess him going to that show and having Kevin Smith explain it, you know, who's a true professional, and uh, answering other fans, uh, you know, uh, questions about podcasting kind of opened a door there for the doctor to uh, get inspired and, and, you know, driven to, you know, promote the shit we love. And I think, uh, you know, because of course it originally started out you guys have been was it me or was it you that was like why aren't we doing this I was like why aren't we doing this you were like I don't know much about the podcast thing but I think we should do something like like, no I remember saying I was like why aren't we doing that yeah and you were like like, well I want to do something with you I just never thought you'd have any interest in it yeah and it's just crazy how it all worked out here we are you know from the first episode that we did was the blob you know originally it's like let's just watch a horror movie and review it you know on, on a podcast we never thought in a million years, uh, not even a year later, we would have you know Max and Alex from Crazy and on the show talking to us for like you know forty minutes, you know, and then the likes of Phil Anselmo and Wino and uh, Ken Foray and uh, you know Millie from Creator and uh, you know Chris Barnes and all these people that we've gotten on this show uh, in less than a year. I just want to really. Uh, give ourselves a pat on the back for all the work we've done you know this year it's been pretty pretty crazy you know um and thank you to the fans profusely for supporting us and um, it's it's really starting to take more shape now and of course there's bill thornberry returns and he is uh there's jody well i mean on screen there it's what i love about this film too is jody being back in it is awesome yeah, he's shit. For me, um, you know, and, th- and that's kind of why I wanted to touch on this a second. The Crisian interview went so well that I thought, you know, we should, uh, and you gave him, you know, one of your favorite films. And it's, this is, I don't know, if you want to call it this, maybe this this is our uh, reflecting episode on that. That was just good for a second. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm very We can do an anniversary episode, but this is kind of, I'm very protective of this film, and, uh, you know, I, I Christian is one of my all-time favorite bands. Anyway, I mean, I really, really love that band. There, there's nothing else like them. I mean, uh, you'll they'll talk about it on the podcast their influence and stuff. It really shows. But in a way, to where they've harnessed everything they love and turned it into uh, their own sound, and you can't replicate it. You know, there's bands now that may be influenced by Christian, but you can't replicate anything they do. Um, they just have their own unique style, and it's amazing. And there's really not even a handful of death metal bands that can say that, or metal bands for that matter, that all just sound different. I mean, not to say they sound the same, but um, Crisian is really their own monster, and it's, um, I feel like it's them being on the show's a testament to 
the doctor and I with this podcast, you know, I feel like we're our own monster as well. And it's, you know, as it draws a lot of influences from other other angles and odds and ends, um, I think personally it's very unique. Uh, and it brings together two things that are kind of meant to be together, and it's horror and metal. So, uh, again, thank you to all the fans for uh, supporting us. For those of you that have been doing this since day one with us, thank you. I mean, it's awesome. We, you know. We've had a lot of... <clears throat> Corey's brought a lot to the table. I've tried to bring a lot to the table. Something I'm excited about, and the reason that I wanted to kind of talk about this stuff on this episode was uh, that interview that you're going to hear at the end of this was something that... that uh, I got so almost a year like old school. It. So it's old school, but it's it's something that that I brought. It wasn't. We appreciate, and if I've never said this, I appreciate everything that Corey does. Corey's the the all the tech savvy and everything else behind this, and I'm just kind of here, hopefully, adding to the experience. Um, and you're amazing, and you do a great job. And we've and he brought he brought the labels in to help us and everything else. But it was fun when I can occasionally kind of bring in somebody like I used to because initially we were doing all this ourselves every bit of it right. now we have a lot of help and thank you to those people that help us at Metal Blade and Nuclear Blast and, and uh, uh, you know Central Media as well and, uh, yeah yeah I mean thank you and, and, and we need that help but it is fun to kind of do this old school today so but. yeah you know we used to uh, when we first started doing this uh, bringing on guests and we still do it occasionally. You know, we just go to shows and uh, get interviews that way, and their Facebook or whatever. And you know, usually I don't like to go the um, <coughs> the Facebook route with a lot of things. I know it's musicians' personal pages sometimes that doesn't end well for certain uh, bands that we've tried to contact. It worked pretty good for us. That most the majority of it's been good, right? Yeah, um, there, you know, there's always going to be some hiccups, and uh, there's always bullshit to sift through before you get to some really fun stuff so um yeah with that being said you know um it's it's been a pretty good ride so far so thank you guys and i say a good ride as reggie kicks up the hemi cuda which is the iconic car of phantasm and now they're on the road i think it's in oregon isn't it where they usually shoot these films yes i can look that up I've so got it it's, up uh, here. he's traveling through what i believe is the oregon uh, highway there. Um, I'm going to do this real quick because this this is totally different. The metal records from this year. Oh, are, sorry, we just didn't even. No, you're fine. I, I'm the one that got all that sidetracked. This is this is some great stuff. Like I, I would say a lot of this stuff. A lot of this stuff I own. There's a lot of stuff on here I'm not mentioning. For some reason, they have grunge crap listed on this, which I'm not Under discussing. Metal. Yes, fucking stupid. <clears throat> oh, I didn't even get to Like the, the fucking Melvins. The Melvins are not a goddamn metal band. I was talking about the Clerks thing. I didn't even finish my list. Sorry, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Jeez. Uh, that's what Kevin Smith, you go all the way. Just keep talking about some other stuff. Uh, sorry about that. We were talking about movies from 94, and I was just doing, as uh, Reggie goes into Holtzville, Population Zero. Um you got True Lies from uh, it's the Arnold Schwarzenegger film. You got Dumb and Dumber, and uh, the biggest one. I think I said The Crow already, and uh, The Mask, some Jim Carrey stuff. The biggest film besides Forrest Gump. I, I don't like that movie, so I don't know why everyone does. Uh, 
Yeah, it's a turd. Biggest movie I think to come out in '94 was a little film called Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, it's a great movie. And now for the horror, there's some really good stuff. Uh, If you consider uh, the Crow horror, I don't. But um, which one? The Crow. I like that movie. It is good. I don't consider a horror film. (coughs) No. Um, But it's a good movie. (coughs) You got Brain Scan. That's uh, Lance Henriksen, I believe. That's a that's a that's a weird it's a Lance, movie. Isn't that Lance Henriksen movie? No, it's Edward Furlong. That's who it is. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, uh, that was a good movie though. Um, let's see what else we got. John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness. Uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Then you got some Reggie's already picking out some butt on the TV here. She kind of looks like a dude, but whatever. Uh, Interview with the Vampire. Very good film. Uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Uh, Pumpkinhead 2 Blood Wings, which I believe is the one that has Kane Hodder in it briefly. Uh, Death Machine, which was just recently put out by... Uh, I think Vinegar Syndrome put out Death Machine. Uh, the Stand, Stephen King. Uh, Leprechaun 2. Uh, the Lurking Fear... You got Puppet Master 5. Um, everyone's favorite horror movie to hate. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. You can never get into that. One of the film. worst movies ever made. It's uh, Matthew I bought it if they ever put it on Blu-ray just Brunette, to have it with Brunette all my other Zellweger. Texas films. But it is a turd. Yeah, it's, it's, that's an understatement. It's like an actual... Um, it's, just, it's just dog shit. I don't even know how to explain it. Um... And then probably the one of the best ones, one of the most underrated horror movies, came out in 1994. And I'll finish with this one, and that is Cemetery Man. That's a great film. Um, you ready for the records? Let's do it. There's a lot of there's. This may be one of the best lists, you know, that I've done. I mean, I I don't even know where to start. It's it's got so much stuff. Yeah, ninety four is uh, Jesus. Just go, go for it. Okay, now I'm skip again. I don't want to tell you guys this. I never mention albums that I don't like because I just yes, don't. you know, you know, just you know. So uh, we'll start with we'll list. start with Bolt Throwers for Victory, Obituaries, World Demise, Cannibal Corpse, The Bleeding, Merciful Fate, Tom, Demu, Demu Borger for All Tid. Uh, Testament Low, which is my favorite Testament album, because James Murphy from fucking Death is playing guitar on it. Incantation, Mortal Throne of Nazarene, uh, Slayer, Divine Intervention, Danzig, Danzig 4, um, Overkill, Wide Fucking Open, Satyricon, The Shadow Throne, Cryptopsy, Blasphemy Made Flesh, Napalm Death, Fear, Emptiness, and Despair. Uh, Cradle of Filth, The Principle of Evil Made Flesh. Dream Theater, Awake. Halloween, Master of the Rings. Burzum. Uh, His Vis List, Tar Os. Megadeth, Euthanasia, which is a great Megadeth album. Um, Amorphous, Tales from the Thousand Lakes. Machine Head, Burn My Eyes. Which that's a great machine head record. That is good. 
uh, Dark Throne Transylvania Hunger, Emperor in the Nightshade Eclipse, Pantera Far Beyond Driven, (laughs) and my favorite record from that year, and my favorite concert still that I've seen this year, Mayhem's Demistrius Dom Satanus. Fuck yeah. That's it. It's all that I got for 94? you. Yes. Crazy. So that was fun. That was a new list. We weren't hitting 83, 82, whatever it was. We were kind of getting stuck in there, 88 or whatever. So, uh, yeah. And there's some other stuff that I'm not going to mention just because I'm a dick. But I'm not mentioning it. By the way, this is something you can edit this out. Can we get Danzig on here since he's Nuclear Blast? Or can we get it at a show? That would be fucking awesome. Either one. That would I would I would like to go do that actually. I mean, oh no, it'd be fine on here. It's fine. Suffocation's doing a one-off show in Nashville that day after that uh, Atlanta show. I don't know if Frank's doing that one too. Probably not. I, I can know. find out. I don't know. Just saying they're doing. That. I have. I not. haven't heard that track yet. I put it up on the page. I must do it. Anyway, so there. So yeah. I want to get him, but uh, anyway, so yeah. And we got Mitt Romney here with the, with the bling. That guy looks like Mitt Romney. It's funny. Um, <coughs> yeah. Not him, the guy with the with the bling, that dude. Yes, he, he looks does. like <laughs> Dolph Lundgren, too, a little bit. Oh, and speaking of the bleeding, we got a hatchet to the head. <coughs> but yeah, Boom. I don't... Uh, that's a great list of music. That's all I'm yeah, doing. 94 is a killer year. and uh, Death Metal was... Definitely thriving at that point. Black metal, really in its well, early death metal phases, became uh, you know, death metal was actually really big then because that's when Cannibal Corpse was on Ace Ventura and it was, it was made them. Yes, it was that year. Put them on yeah. the map, even though the it was Hammer Smash Face. But I mean, of course, they would have been playing that live anyway, um, even though the bleeding was out. But uh, yeah, it was uh, you know seeing that. That that part in that movie always stuck out to me. Oh, here's a nice throat rip right here with the. There's a lot of interesting kills in this film. There's you know a fucking frisbee with goddamn you know blades on it. It's nasty. It's, you know that guy's been in a bunch of shit. They're just killing off all these fucking goons, and it's this little kid you know killing these people. It's awesome. Uh, this film's got a lot of heart to it, and it's very fun. Um, it feels like uh, like. Like the Goonies or something, but it's it's a horror film. It's crazy. It's kind of hard to explain. This is very like with this kid. I don't know. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's got a really good uh, feeling to this film. It's it's like almost like it's a family film, but it's definitely not. You know, it's like the <coughs> I don't know if that's the way it was intended, but it's it's a very like uh, I don't know, wholehearted film, <laughs> even though it's. Ripping the heart straight out of your chest, uh, or maybe through your asshole, either one. Um, so yeah, and here's Reggie's trapped inside the Hemikuda. But uh, yeah, I remember seeing uh, you know Cannibal Corpse in Ace Ventura when I was a kid. And of course, it was before I heard him. Um, but I always remembered the concert. That, that stuck out to me more than anything in that movie besides the uh, part where he goes in the shark tank, uh, which is right after that scene. So I always remembered uh, the band, and I was like, you know, who's that band from Ace Ventura? That was really cool. And then, you know, I'm trying to think how many years later that was. 
about six, seven years later was when I first actually heard Cannibal Corpse and, and you know, besides that movie and became a fan, you know, instantly, I would say. So, that yeah, was pretty cool. It, it is cool. I mean... I rented this so many fucking times. I love this movie. I don't know why. It's oh, it's just, a great film, and and like I said, I don't know what the the feeling of this film is. Just very, uh, it's like it's not a horror movie, but it is. You know, the feeling of it's like a feel. It's a feel good horror movie. If that makes sense. There's a lot of, uh, you know, it's very sentimental to me. As is all the Phantasm films, you know. Well, I mean, they're they're great movies. I mean, we'll see what this. It's Kevin Connors is the is the is Tim here the little boy the kid yeah. Does he die? I don't remember. I don't either. I think he may get fucking killed. <laughs> <clears throat> Try to see what else he did. Click on movies, it just goes to images, which is annoying. Fuck you. Okay. Well, he hasn't done shit, really. I don't know what he does now. It's weird. Um, so, yeah, basically, is a rundown of this film. If you guys, um, even though it's almost 30 minutes in, if you don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, Reggie's trying to find uh, Jody and uh, Mike and also trying to figure out a way to fucking kill the tall man because they still haven't figured out a way. Um, basically what Reggie's doing now is he's stopped by this this little town and uh, he meets some characters along the way that... Uh, are going to try and help him destroy the tall man, so he's got some extra help this time around. And there we see Angus there in all his glory, loading up his hearse full of more uh, bodies to enslave in his dimension. You know, it looks... I don't know why this isn't letting me look at the... Oh, uh, this should also be noted. This is a, this is actually something I need to talk about real quick, if you're okay with it. Um, lost one of my heroes uh, in 2010 on this day that we're recording this. Was it 2010? 2010. Wow. Pete Steele? Yep. Peter Steele. I didn't uh, that recently. I forgot. No, it was 2010. That's crazy. Yep. And <coughs> it's... Oh, also, it, when... Uh, a happy birthday to Mike Williams, uh, which is awesome. Of a, I hate God, been a oh right, right rough year for him, and it's glad you're still with us, brothers. Thanks, and uh, hopefully we'll see it again at a at a I hate God show soon. You guys definitely go watch I hate God if you haven't, because they fucking kick ass live. But anyway, uh, never got a chance to see Typo Negative. Always loved them. They're uh, New York goodness, carnivores of the shit. Um, 
He was a very talented man, and uh, it's depressing. He was very nice, yeah. and I got to hang out with him a bunch. And and you know what? He was oh, it's not death metal. Whatever. I don't really care. I'm a huge fan of that band. They they toured with all those kinds of bands. I mean, they played for Pantera like a million times. Yep. And I mean, say what you will, they were a metal band, and they were a very good metal band. And you know, they just were who they were. You know, uh, very unique sound, a lot of punk influence, and uh, yeah, they were one of a kind. Pete Steele is a one of a kind musician. You know, um, can't replicate somebody like that and he'll have a lasting impression until we're all dead you know uh, what, what his music did and what it still does and uh, he's a very respected person in the metal community and just the rock community and industrial community whatever um, punk community even uh, all those you know cats really looked up to, to Pete and uh you know, there's a lot to take from his legacy, and, uh, you know, he's just a, a killer-ass fucking musician, and... Super yeah. nice, and I don't know, I was a huge fan of the band, and I was actually listening to their music this morning before I went to sleep. I was having trouble sleeping because I was thinking about it and stuff, but, yeah, it's a huge loss for me, and, you know, lost him and lost Dio in the same fucking year. It's a fucking turd. It's yeah. like, this is lame, but, but anyway, yeah... I think his legacy, his music stands for for itself or whatever. And, yeah, definitely. And if you don't like that, I like them. You can blow me. I don't really care. Um, I mean, I think fan or not, there's no way you can't acknowledge um, just what an influence he was to people and just what a, a character he was, and you know, like a what he brought to the table and to music. Um, you know, it's really special. I think um, there was no one else like him. Never will be again. And uh, you know, just you know, uh, nothing will hurt to to go out and buy the fucking typo records now and and appreciate them for what they are, and uh, jam out to them. It's just great stuff. It's really good to fucking drink to. It's good to fuck to. Yeah. Um, it's good to drive around pissed off to. It's good to. There, there, there's the. I mean, it's good to. If, if you to, want I mean, something more aggressive from him, the first, the slow deep and hard records definitely oh, the one to start with. Great. But if you're wanting something more of like what he was kind of doing later, then October Rust is probably for you. Yeah, you know, world coming down. But bloody kisses, you know, is, is a good fuck. I'm record. a big fan of the Life Is Killing Me record. So. Yeah. They just, you know, <coughs> he's just a, a great guy, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really shitty loss for us, but. His music is timeless, and, uh, you know, just celebrate him and uh, listen to Typo. Interesting, the Mike that came back in this film, he was actually forced out of part two. They said he was awful. Michael Baldwin. Yeah, Yeah, I did not know that. Um, I thought that he, uh, they wanted him a certain age, and he, like, kind of outgrew his part or something, or they wanted him, like, more like a... You know, the look of the guy that was in part two. The guy that's in Point Break or whatever. Um, I thought it was something like that with the age or... He had something else going on. I don't remember. Well, Reggie's working his magic. Goes to a damn daycare. He's trying to, to pork this mom. Let's see here. That's what Reggie does. According to Reggie Bannister, 
Universal Studios refused to theatrically distribute the film due to conflict with Coscarelli. Don Coscarelli went head to head with the... Because if you look at it, it was full production, but this should have been in the theater. Um, Due to conflict with Coscarelli, the film was released direct-to-video in 94. In 96, Los Angeles Times reported that Phantasm III was one of the top 100 highest direct-to-video titles ever. Wow. An unrated version of the film was released in 2007 by Anchor Bay. Uh, now, I have a question about this. Is this unrated? No. The Ravager is unrated. That's an unrated fucking disc on there. Uh, maybe it's because of the bonus features, though. I never really thought but no, about so, that. So this is not unrated? No, this is this is rated. Can do you still have your? Well, I want to do this right now. If you're okay with it, if oh, you can no. grab your Lord of, and we compare the running times on it. Let me see here. Yeah, this, one thing Corey and I have in common: we have a lot of things in common, but we both love Phantasm. So, um, okay, so we got running time on the DVD from Anchor Bay is 91 minutes, but it says not rated on it. This is a not rated okay disc. This one is rated R, 91 minutes. But for violence, gore, and for language and sexuality, so special features not rated. But this disc from Anchor Bay is not rated. See, it says it right there. Yeah, I remember. I remember. So I guess there's not any extra <coughs> stuff going on, but I wonder what's not in this, or maybe it just wasn't rated. I don't know what that's about. I don't know if you can pull up something about that or not. Because I mean. I don't know what made it unrated compared to this version. Because it's the same runtime. So I don't know. I just know that, that, that when I... I remember the... I the, love this mausoleum part with the... Uh, yeah, it's death metal. This is the fun scene. This is... Whenever I saw this on TV, this is always the part it was on. So I remember this more than anything in the film. Was this part where... Um, Or he meets up with, uh, was it Tanisha, I guess, was the, the chick he meets up with and, and fruit. Um, this film also won Fangoria's Chainsaw Award for Best Limited Release Film. Awesome. <coughs> I have to watch this before I go to work. I mean, I can cut this out. I don't care about watching this. What is it? The Last Jedi trailer. Oh, is it out? Yep. It's real. It's not a... Yeah, it's real. It's on Star Wars page. Okay. It's not some fake bullshit. It's a teaser. Okay, cool. Scott... I'm going to keep going if it's cool. Scott Weinberg of Fearnet wrote that while the sequels... I mean, I can see it with you if you want me to. I'm assuming I'm going with you. I'm not. Mm -hmm. Or are you going with somebody else? That's the actual poster for it. You're going with somebody else? No, I'll go. I just got shunned for somebody else. Anyway. I'm going to watch real quick. I want to see goddamn Luke. That's what I want to see. God damn it. Fuck you. I'm trying to turn my damn... Tootie news. Up. No tooties. Probably won't show shit. It's a fucking teaser, but it's like the end of the film all over again. Yes. Yeah. 
don't like her. Reach out. What do you see? Light. Who's directing this movie? Gareth Edwards. That did Rogue One? No, that's okay. Yeah, that's uh, the Marine Johnson. <laughs> the guy did Looper. So much bigger. <laughs> it's not like Tony. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. But that's one match. Showed him in that fucking black robe with R2. That was amazing. Yeah, but you wa- you watch, they'll fucking kill him in it, and fucking it'll be. Oh, I don't care about that because he's gonna be a force ghost. So he'll be like fucking Anakin. It's awesome. Or like uh, Obi Wan. So I'm fine with it. They actually kill him off, right? Not fuck it up. Anyway, we can edit that part. Alright. Um, anyway, so that's it. There's not much information. <laughs> we got uh, <coughs> on here about this movie. <coughs> but Tanisha already got the What you the, think? The anyway. phantasm sphere to the face, so she's dead. Now we got uh, Gloria Henry here who is Rocky, who's a, just a badass chick. I mean she's uh, I always wanted her in like a Mortal Kombat game or something so I can fuck people up with her. Uh, of course, Reggie plays Mortal Kombat with her later. <laughs> yes, he does. He gets those uh, those rocky titties in his face. Spoiler alert. I mean, I I can't get over how good this looks. Look at the transfer on this. Oh, it's amazing. They do a killer job. Oh, do you know? I hear something funny. These were not re- the the transfers on the. On this, I was reading online in the U.S. box set are nicer than the Arrow ones. Wow. Apparently, the Arrow oh, ones... Oh, well, I'll go to do those. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what else they didn't get? Part one, this is... <coughs> any of our fans listening from Europe, and I apologize, but... Is it not I'm just re- being honest. It's not the remaster? Nope. Wow, it's their own version. It's just a standard Blu-ray of it. Huh. So it's their own... The only thing they got, though, and I haven't checked this yet on the part one... Um, the one thing I know that Arrow got, that I'm not sure if this release got, is there was a, uh, for the remaster, there was a, you can get the fan audio from the convention or something where they first showed the uh, the remaster really? of Phantasm. Yeah, you could, there's an audio track where it's the, the audience uh, track. And it's pretty neat. That's just something cool. Like, I think it's from the L.A. Uh, theater showing. Of Phantasm Remastered, and they had the you can turn on the crowd reaction. So I thought that was pretty nice, but um, I don't know if that's on here. I haven't seen it in any of the specs, but it is on the specs list for the Arrow release of it. So maybe that's something extra they threw in for their own. 
well, think it's possible. It's not like I need that. <coughs> that's a cool like little extra thing I would have really liked to have. Here's 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 the thing. A lot of people don't know this. We actually went and saw the remaster in the theater. We did. It was awesome. <coughs> Loved it. Um, and I've never seen it on the silver screen, and that's my favorite horror movie of all time. It's like you see in Halloween when you did, or Texas Chainsaw. I mean, look, now, this is, uh, these movies are, this was something that I watched with my friend Matt, so these are very, uh, these are it's right there. Right. I'm very protective of these movies. I don't, I, I don't really have a favorite horror franchise. I really don't. I like I like the stuff that I like, and I'm protective of it, and that's about it. I don't really because there's too much stuff I've got my hands in. You know, right. anybody knows me, they know some of the stuff that I really enjoy, but I, I I couldn't really pinpoint it down to one thing. Do I? I don't even have a favorite film. You know, you love Ghostbusters. I don't. I don't have that really. There's stuff that I really enjoy, but I don't have a favorite film. You know, John Carpenter's my favorite filmmaker, but I don't have a favorite film of his. Right. I really don't. Escape from New York's not your favorite? No. Or Halloween? No. Hmm. I love them, but I don't have a favorite film. <coughs> but, well, you know, sometimes it's hard to... Uh, I just don't have a favorite film. I don't, you know, there's a lot of stuff I liked when I was a kid. There's a lot of stuff I like as an adult, you know. Like right now, I'm on a big Highlander kick. I'm a big fan of the I first. Love those. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the television show, and <coughs> you know, I'm a big Star Trek fan. There's a lot of stuff that I like, but I don't have favorites of, of you know. I have people that I prefer. You know, my favorite Starfleet captains, William Shatner, was Kirk. You know, my second's Avery Brooks, and after that, everything else is kind of like, eh. Yeah. I don't, you know. Because a lot of people, they meet me, they say, oh, is it Patrick Stewart your favorite? It's like, no. I like him, but he's not my favorite. I'll take Avery Brooks and Shatner any day over him. Um, you know, and it's whatever. You know, everybody likes different stuff, but um, that convention, I'm not even going to it. I'm wasting my time with that. There's nothing there. I'd like to meet Adrian Paul, but I'm not going to fool with it. I'm just not, I just don't want to go. I don't like, I don't like being around people enough to go deal with stuff anymore, so when I have an opportunity not to deal with it, like, you know. <coughs> like, I, I don't know. I just don't like doing it. I hate, I, I, I literally am at the point now where the only reason that I go to a concert is to get the interview for this podcast. That's it. I don't give a damn about him watching the show. Although I have to say, Creator was definitely my second favorite show that I've seen this year. But I, but I, you know, then the rest of the bill was dog shit. Yeah, it was. It was all dog shit. All of it. Obituary was awful. All that stuff was awful. It was just terrible. I, I enjoyed Creator. You know, right. Same as Mayhem. The re- everything on their bill was dog shit, and then they fucking blew it off the fucking stage. I don't know. I'm, I'm usually there to see the headliner. I'm not really usually, you know, I think the Morbid Angel Suffocation thing will be the only show that I go to if Frank's there where I'm actually interested in watching both bands. But the stuff in front of it's dog shit. You know. Uh, and the that, whatever, that devastation, the nation thing or whatever, Cryptopsy and Decrypted Birth, I don't really care about watching any of that other stuff. I will, but I don't really give a damn about it, you know. I just... I'm kind of a music snob like that. I'm just not interested. When I used to go to this festival every year that had like prog and power metal bands, which I'm not even going to plug his stupid festival on here because I think he's a douchebag. 
<laughs> I was only there to see like a handful of bands. <clears throat> I'm never. I'm. Ne- I have never went to a show and, and liked everything that was on the bill ever. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, they always try to. I'm, I'm glad other people do. I'm glad that people can go to Summer Slaughter or, you know, Maryland Death Fest and all this stuff. It's like, oh, I ever my own bill. It's like, well, I don't. So, <laughs> you know. Napalm Death, when we did that, it's the only band on the bill that I want to see. Then give a damn about the rest of that bill. Now, sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised, but, you know, for the most part, it's dog shit. It's like, I don't just want to sit through this. I mean, it's true. Hey, Eternal Vital Remains was a good bill. Because yeah. both those bands are good. Uh, but you know, Summer Slaughter. You know, we 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 got Chris in on the show today, and and you know, and I'll say this for them. You know, I <clears throat> they were the best band on Summer Slaughter last year to me. You know, that's just my opinion. You know, it's not that I don't like any of the other bands on the bill, but as far as the live performance, that's what I, that was most exciting for me to see. You know, that's just the truth. Chris was fucking awesome. Uh, you know, and it's. Whatever. I don't, you know, are your opinion, you're a dick? Well, no, I'm just telling you how I feel about it, you know. Same as, same as, uh, we'll talk about this on here, because it's, I guess it's the next thing we're doing, a goat whore. Uh, uh, I didn't want to see fucking a Monomarth. <laughs> Monomarth can fucking drop dead. I just don't fucking care. I'm not a fan. You mean Aim and Amorth? I just don't like that band. They're fucking stupid. You know, I've never liked them. I think they're fucking retarded. It's fucking boring, like, beard metal. It's fucking stupid. It's like you should tour with fucking, you know, all these other beard bands, Grand Magus crap and all that there, dog shit. There we go. He's going to get the, so, the, the Rocky the, Ride. The yeah. Chocolate Outside Pink Creamy Center. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe we could uh, get some sleep. It's like, you know, he doesn't want any sleep. He's like, you need to ride this cock. Yeah. Ride my shotgun. You need to get on my triple barrel. Loosen up a little. You ever try vanilla? <laughs> Didn't I tell you? Dairy pods give me gas. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a turn on. Right. I've got gas. But we do this my way. Whatever you say. Hmm. I didn't think she was hot at all. Then when in this scene, I still whack off to it anyway. Not really, but because there's some girl out there somewhere that wants Corey's cream and her coffee. (laughs) So the Lion King came out in '94, but this was the Lion King for adults right here. (laughs) What was this? Taking that right turn back there. We lost. I thought that they actually showed her nude in that part. I guess uh, unless that's a different part. Or maybe that was what they took out of this. I don't know. There's all those uh, hearses with the fucking dudes of gas mask driving them, which I always thought was really cool. Well, that's really funny. You know, again, I think this movie gets a bad rap. I, I'm actually really digging this right now. I dug it the other night when I watched it. <clears throat> and it was also fun to walk in Best Buy and these two other nerds that were in there 
one of which you know, were in there looking for this, and I was like, you mean this? Wrong. <laughs> Epic fail. And then right after that happened, that guy was walking out, the one that didn't get it, and, and this guy that we used to know walked up and was like, what'd you think? <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I love all this. Look at all the hearses here. and You know, I, I, this movie had a large budget, and you can tell that this was meant to be shown theatrically because of the budget quality. I love all these gas masks wearing, like, suit people. Do you not like that? That's uh, awesome. Who is this cunt? What's wrong? Who the fuck is this? What are you talking about? You ever get people on Facebook where they just pop up with, like, the most bullshit opinion and you don't know where they came from? They're on our page? No, no. This is just my page. I don't even know who the fuck this is. Just some ugly fucking cunt. <clears throat> ugly cunt. You know, it, you may want to call hip. <laughs> I don't know who this is. I don't know. Did, did uh, Miss Scorecrossed ever hear from I hip? I bet she's some, like, <laughs> family member that I don't know. <laughs> did she ever hear from hip? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, unfortunately a uh, a cousin of mine. Here, like, who is this cunt? <laughs> yeah, she's my <laughs> she's my. He's girl. like my cousin's cunt. <laughs> well, you know. Anyway, don't message Corey on his private page without permission. Well, you um, know what? I'm gonna go ahead and just un- unfriend them. Can I ask you something? Because look, if we're related, it doesn't mean I fucking like you. <coughs> can I ask you Basically, something? she said something like. Uh, you know, the whole United thing going on or whatever. Huh? The whole thing with United Airlines or whatever. I don't know about that. What's wrong? We'll talk political real quick with Corey Gorkreis. You know Gorkreis. how they... Politics with Corey Gorkreis. <laughs> with Dr. <laughs> Vincent West. I'm like Charlie Rose. All right, Corey Gorkreis here with, no, here with uh... no, no, it's Dr. Vincent West here with Corey Gorkreis. Talk to us about United Airlines. I don't know what you're talking about. I really don't. Because I do not watch the news. It gives me anxiety. Okay, well, apparently some... Oh, here's the part where she's actually riding to me see some... See some nice boobage here. Um, Chocolate on the outside, smoothie pink center. He's getting him a mocha latte. Okay. And I'm pretty sure something weird happened. So what happened? I don't know. You can edit Um, this out. I don't care. No, it's fine. They asked people to get off the plane because they overbooked it. What's wrong with that? This guy refused to get off the plane because he paid for a fucking ticket and they don't have to. And then uh, they can give you the money back, though. It's not a big deal. Yeah, but they like dragged his ass off the plane. If they told you to get off, you probably have to get off the plane. No, they tried to bribe him with stuff, and he refused to. So they dragged his ass off. Oh the well, plane. you probably shouldn't. Have. Well, you don't fuck with airport security. I don't. If you if you've got long hair and fucking, you know, I mean, I'm a black man. You don't mess with <laughs> you don't mess with fucking you know. And I'm a Buddhist, so that's they don't like that. But there you go. And it's been a long time, but Mr. Skinless here. So you were defending the 50, guy that got thrown off the plane. 53 minutes and 18 seconds. Phantasm 3. You got some... Uh, and Reggie's fully dressed. Yeah, some rocky boobage. We, we can't see his spheres. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I think it's stupid if you paid for a ticket and they tell you to get off the plane because they, they needed some one of their staff members to sit in your seat. I mean, I'd tell them to fuck off, too, you know. If where you're a was customer, this? I don't know where the flight was going. To. I think it was going to. No, where was the flight at? Where was the plane sitting at? I don't remember. I think it's going to Kentucky or something weird. I don't know. I'm just telling you, you don't do that. You can't do. You can't fight. Look, man, they, you know that'd be like me trying to fight a cop. I'm not going to win. 
You did there's certain things you know. Yeah, but if I they're like you need to get off the plane, we're going to comp you. I'd be like, okay, I'm getting off the plane. But look, a cop you would have got off the plane. You just sat there and fought. A them. cop's not going to pull over, pull you over, and then be like, you're going to have to get out of your car, and we're going to take your car. They're not going to do that unless you actually no, did something but, wrong. But the thing is, this guy didn't do anything wrong. What is this guy whining because he got thrown off the plane? No, he got like beaten up and dragged off of the plane. Well, he's he going to sue Delta. He wasn't violent with them. So he's going to sue They were violent with him. No, he needs to see United. Yeah, he should. If I mean, I don't... It was caught on video, too, so there's no way around that. I mean, he's going to get some kind of a payment for well, it. Well, there you go. I mean, he's a millionaire, he's for so his damn he doesn't need to whine medical about it if you're getting being He's not whining about it. People are freaking out about it because people are worried that, God forbid, it happens to me or you. You know you know how that you resolve that problem, though? I don't know. I mean, I totally have my head space than I normally am, but I... You know how you resolve a situation like that? You don't fly. Because nobody cares about your opinion on Facebook. Well, some people have to fly. You know, I can't just drive everywhere or take buses. No, but what I'm saying is that... The and the other thing is, I'm not defending the guy because, well, I mean, he did nothing wrong. But all I'm saying is, is this, I guess, relative of mine was defending the actions of the the airport, ah. the airplanes, because they were on the plane, obviously. Uh, it's federal security, though. It's hard to. You she really shared get. some bullshit thing, like thoughts from the from the uh, pilot's wife or something stupid. It's like who <laughs> gives a fuck about the pilot's wife for one? She wasn't there. Well, she mean, didn't drag the guy off the plane. Two, if a guy refuses, you know, then you don't take actions like that. That's you, true. You, you go about that's it true. a different way. You don't drag some paying customer off a fucking airplane. The thing is, though, those people, what I'm telling you, TSA can do whatever they want. Let alone an Asian guy. That TSA guy can walk in here right now and shoot both of us. It wasn't even TSA, though. It was the pilot, I guess, that dragged him. Oh. All because they wanted a crew member of theirs on board or something. It's like, well, you shouldn't have overbooked your flight, you know. Somebody has to be held responsible for it, I suppose. (laughs) Anyway, Dr. Vincent West says just don't fly and just don't, don't fight with people because if you do... Then you go to jail. Or you get thrown out of the airport. I don't know. I wouldn't do it, but whatever. I don't care. Anyway, Jody and Reg are looking at some kind of... uh, I don't know what this is exactly. Oh, it's a... They're at the mausoleum still. Anyway, it's... You know, it's interesting to... this, This film never really got the shine it deserves, I don't think. Because it's actually really well done, and it has a huge budget. I mean, $2.5 million for as a budget in, in 93 when they shot this is a huge budget for a film. And Universal should know about sleeper titles like uh, Army of Darkness, which was released the year before this. Uh, you know, they should know about sleeper titles. <coughs> and you know... Army of Darkness. I don't even have to look it up. I know Army of Darkness made money on home video. I know it did. It still does. Same as same as this does. It's cult stuff. Cult stuff is always going to make money. I don't give a fuck what it is, where it is, or when it is. It's always going to fucking make money. It just is. It's always going to make money. All the time. All day long. Anything like that. Because there's a niche market that buys this stuff. These people don't want to illegally download it. They're going to actually go physically buy it. Like you guys should go do this weekend when you get your stupid paycheck is go buy this Phantasm box. Because it's, you know... This is... To me, this is more important having this than food. That's just me as a collector. I would rather have the Phantasm box. That's just my opinion. There's Mike. Yeah, I always thought the, uh, the 
little piece was really cool. The blue flame uh, looking lighting there. Looks like a fucking Metallica Ooh, show or tomatoes. something. I'm putting tomatoes in this you know What's cool about the... Most of the... I don't know. I told somebody recently how much I love this film. I don't know why. The lighting's great. That's probably one of the centerpieces for this movie. Is It's just... And you can... They even bring it out with the artwork for the cover. It's like more vibrant than the other ones. and It's got a nice coloration to it. And this one, I don't know. The, the set pieces they use for this and the, you know, the, a lot of the red lighting here. It's just... I don't know. It makes it a little more eerie. I just really like it. the lighting effects and stuff. Are you building a bomb over there? No, I'm digging through the fucking dishes. Eat my ass. <laughs> this is Gore Christ. Heart of the Ghostbusters. But yeah, I, I always think it's interesting too where they go to these the mausoleums and stuff. And yeah, these, they went, yeah. And uh, this film, you can tell, and we talked about it earlier in the episode, uh, is that the this thing had the budget to be released in the theater in America, and it yeah. wasn't. And I still think that's odd. Yeah, I bet that chaps Coscarelli's ass. I've never researched sure. that. And this of the you know the four, this one's probably the. One people remember the most, you know, besides the first one is, you know, the the return of Jody was a big deal, you know, for us fans. And he's like also a sphere of his own, which is fucking cool. I always thought the black sphere, just like a Temi Kuda, I thought it was fucking cool. And um, he's like still kind of the tall man's puppet in a way. It's just very, I don't know. It's it's crazy that he's like so that's a Jody ball. in his hand. Yeah, it's a little, he's he's his own little sphere, I guess. I guess the tall man used him as a sphere. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why he was crushed down to a uh, one of the little dwarves. I guess it was so Jody can stay close to Mike and bait them out so he can get him. You know, maybe that was. I don't know if they made that clear in the films or not. Um, but he wasn't. He was helping them the whole time. This film just has more like a camaraderie. I mean, you have Rocky in the picture now, and you have this kid, and it's just a cool little, you know, uh, ragtag bunch in this film. I've got a videotape of this movie where I recorded it off USA, Up All Nine, posted mm-hmm. by Joe Bob Briggs. Wow, that's amazing. You still have it? Yeah. Wow. Um, of course, there's a piece from the first film. And I'll tell you something else I've got that I found recently that I'm really excited to talk to you about. And I've got a VCR that works if you ever want to watch it. Just you and I can off and get drunk and watch it. I've got Phantasm oh, versus by on USA. That's awesome. I'm too old for this shit. Reggie does the... Danny, the well, while we're watching Glover. this, I wanted to ask you this. Didn't have you watched Ravenger yet? Yes, I did. I, did. I liked it. Here's, what did you think? Here's the thing on Ravenger. I mean, it's... It's it's the worst of the five. Probably. Here's the thing it's, on it's Ravager. Not a bad movie. It's it's like a. It was like if the, if that director that made the webisodes for the new Mortal Kombat shit, if he made a Phantasm movie, it kind of felt like that. Like it was a little underproduced, very low but, budget. Very yeah, low budget. you could tell. But it was, you know, when you make low budget movies now compared to then. It doesn't really work as well now, but the way that they did it for Ravager really did work. I think. I think it had. It's not a bad movie. Uh, it was, it, you know, <laughs> it's great. It was, 
His hand turns into this fucking demon alien thing. It's amazing. It looks like a scorpion. Nice finger severed right there. It's awesome. There's one up his nose. That's classic Raimi shit right there. That's. I'm about to say this is this is like a Bruce yeah. Campbell adventure. Yeah, this is a Sam Raimi style with uh, added Don Coscarelli uh, mix here. It's pretty nice. And the kid's just a fucking regular badass. Oh, okay. And then we see the return of the the triple barrel, which is amazing, too, in this film. Um, and he's still going. The other forgot about the other hand. And it's going up his... These movies don't get old, either. No, they're great. Uh, you know, I, 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 just to go back to this one again, I, I found a new appreciation for this film. This is my favorite of the four, if I had told you. This one's my favorite. Uh, this is one I saw the most growing up, and I just, I like this one the most, I don't know why, I just always liked it, compared to the other four. I mean, Phantasm, I consider untouchable, you know, in its own right, the first film, of course, and the, sec- is, the, second, really the second one's great, because it's, you know, it's a great continuation of the franchise, and it's Jody, or not Jody, it's uh, Mike and Reggie teaming up, and, and, you know, just being badasses, and you know, getting all their weapons and trying to fight the tall man, that was cool, and then this one's more of like a you know, a, a team-up movie where, you know, you get Rocky and you get this kid and then, you know, Jody comes back in the fold and, you know, all the stuff's back, so this one's just like you know, I always love that the goons from earlier you know, the corpse is riding the fucking hearse it's really neat um, this one's like an ensemble film almost, you know, out of the franchise, this one's just like I don't know, there's a lot of really good vibes with it. And then uh, with Ravager, um, I don't know, there's a lot of, it was, it was very confusing. You know, there's, you know, but but that's the point of Phantasm, you know, you don't know what's reality and what's a dream. You, know, you have no idea what's actually going on and you don't ever really find out. But, you know, there's a lot of cool things they put in Ravager that were definitely there for the fans to enjoy and, um, for what it was, you know, I wasn't bored. I didn't think it was stupid. While I was watching it, it was great. Looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, you know, it, it was a long time in the making. No one ever thought Five would ever come out. Like, they didn't think that was possible. It was a joke, you know, with Don whenever he started ramping up the, the convention circuits with uh, the cast, you know, when Angus was, was still kicking and uh, Michael and uh, Reggie were getting some, you know, love from doing the reunion tours and stuff. And then, uh, I guess he finally got the ball rolling after enough people. I've still asked never about heard of, you know, and maybe you know this. And I, I think it, I think it paid off, honestly, with Ravenger for what it is. It's worth being in this fucking box set, and it's, it's, it's a great way to, you know, continue the series. I think. I, I think. Just seeing the two of them in the film, it, you know, it, it, again, oh, if you think about it, Ravengers kind of like reminds me of this film because it's like a Reggie movie. Yeah, but Mike is a total badass in it. Oh, and I, it Mike really, great. I think Mike really needed it. You know, he's been a badass, almost side character in all the films, and he's you know um, just the badass kid. But now, you know, Ravager, he takes center stage. And but I definitely like it, badass. and I, you know. But the whole gas mask thing, you know. I'm I don't have a regret about seeing it on the big screen. No. Because one was all I wanted. You know, that was... Oh, yeah. 
But you know, honestly, and I'll tell you another one, and I don't want to get too far into this since we're watching three, but I watched four recently, and I love it. Oh, four's great, I've too. always loved it. It's just four, it is such a weird movie. It's weird. Like, I used to get stoned out of my mind and watch that, and it made no sense. Well, uh, it's, it's like a uh, David Lynch movie or something. Yeah, Oblivion is a very backwards movie, because it's almost like a prequel to Phantasm. It because is. it's it's we're finally getting the origins of the tall man as a full origin story, not just like picking up parts here and there through the stories of one, two, and three. And four, you're getting the whole fucking thing, and it's it's cool to to finally see where he comes from, or you know, uh, at least how far how far back he's really been doing all this and <coughs> grave robbing and turning people into fucking dwarf slaves for his Mars planet. Um, or hell, whatever it is. I'm assuming it's like Mars. But um, side note, real quick, last night I pulled a copy off of uh, Pirate Bay because we have any illegal downloaders out there. Uh, oh yeah, if they're on listen, the internet. They're you listen to this. Well, when you listen to this, our stuff's free, so you can yeah download it. Whatever the fuck, we but appreciate that. You might as well start it. using Pirate Bay because everything else is on the toilet. <laughs> and Pirate Bay actually has some stuff. But anyway, I pulled a copy last night of a Godzilla film. Shin Godzilla one I told you about? It's called something else. It's called that in Japan, but it's called something else in America. It's called like... No, it's called Shin Godzilla. Over there it's called something else. That's what it is. It, Shin Godzilla means something in... Well, anyway, it took me forever to find the Facebook page, and I did. And anyway, and I pulled it, and I pulled a copy of it and watched it and loved it. But it's. I heard it's fucking awesome because it's a Toho. It is it's still awesome. Toho. It is. It is awesome. It's a Toho. But it's it's uh, it's one of those things where it's I hope like, I'm saying that right. You are. It's Toho. Toho. Uh, it is. It's still his thing right now. So. But the thing. But the thing with it is, is, and I tell people this all the time. Reggie has found his ice cream in the form of Arctic cryonics here, and I love <coughs> how this, how these films go back to the original. Each film always goes back to the first film. They never skip it. They never go back to the second. You know, I guess I guess they do go back to the second one in this one a couple times, maybe. But even in the fourth one, in Ravager, <laughs> even in Ravager, they go back to the first film and they show clips of it referencing the story from the original. Like everything ties into it, you know. And this one's down to the fucking ice cream truck. They did a signing That's in nasty. Los Angeles, and the three cast was there one of the days. Yeah. So you had Rocky there and the little Jody. boys grown up, and that's amazing. See, I've met everybody, but Jody and I, you know, I didn't meet Rocky, of course. That would have been awesome. But now I've told you this: Jody's the only one I've ever met. I would love to. When I went to, well, here was the deal: we went to a Fangoria convention. This uh, was in Bill Thorner. We were. This was in Florida, and this is when uh, this was like ninety-five, ninety-four. He was the only one there, and he was wow. there promoting. Movies. Actually, it would have been a little bit more than this. This was like, because that came out in 93, so it was probably like 91, 92, I guess, when we went to that. Anyway, he was there, and I got to meet him, and that was awesome. But Reggie was supposed to be there, and he had a prior commitment to, I think, something else. Uh, Don was there, but I didn't get to meet Don. Don was there for you to listen to him talk, but you couldn't meet Don. Does that make sense? Yeah. I had a good long talk with uh, Don about, um, of course, at the time when he was doing the Phantasm reunion, when I met him, I think it was the first one of the first Phantasm reunions they did. Probably. And he was also promoting John Dies at the end of the time. 
Um, and I talked to him and asked him about five because so many people were asking him, and he was, you know, it was still up in the air then. But I think he knew, or he was already working on it, and just didn't say anything, kept it under wraps because it kind of the film kind of just came right out, and so it was like, yeah, here's five, it's coming. So, um, very. But cool. I wonder why he had such a lack of involvement. In just, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure there's something out there that we don't know. You guys listen home. You're probably like, why don't you want your special features on your disc? That's nasty. Oh, yeah. I knew that he had a lot to do with Ravager, just not the actual directorial parts of it, but he produced it. I know he had a hand in writing it and all that stuff. You know, it's still his baby. Um, oh, and that is awesome. Ronka Chonka. Woo! Should take a bite out of that. Looks like a cauliflower. It's, it's avocado season, so there you go, folks. Spread that like a fucking cauliflower. Spread that on your fucking toast. Oh, he looks like a giant fucking sneeze of a booger. And of course, this is where this is where Mike becomes a a made man, if you will, where he gets the sphere put in his head. Spoiler alert, Mark. He's basically infiltrating the tall man. He's letting him do his thing. And I don't think the tall man knows that Jody's a sphere, or maybe he doesn't care. I don't know. There's a lot of confusing things to this. But Don was a you know, very humble guy. and uh, You know, but when I met him, he had a lot to say. He was just talking about all kinds of shit, you know. So I had a lot of fun with that. So if you guys ever get a chance to meet the Don, then uh, be sure to just just talk to him. He's he's got a lot to say, and it's all fucking awesome because he's Don Coscarelli. And go yeah, buy uh, buy a Bubba Hotep. It's at you can get it off Screen Factory right now, and this Phantasm box set off Welga USA. And support the Don. You know, according to Amazon, this box set's out of print. Oh yeah, it is. It is. It's gone, isn't it? You can get it for like a hundred bucks, I think. But they don't sell it like you know, the regular thing. Let me go look up that right now. As Let me ask time. you something. See if this surprises you. Does it surprise you that when it don't went on sale for sixty that I bought two? Does no, it surprise you that I have two? No, it's going for 90 bucks, but you can't buy it. You have to buy it from a third party. Amazon's not selling it. Which means it's about to go down the toilet. Uh, I bought two of them. I've got one sealed, and then I've got one. Oh, my God. Thank you, Arrow. That's not... August 15, 2017, they are putting out Don't Torture a Duckling, which is Lucio Fulci. Uh... I, I posted that. that to the page. I own that on DVD. I'm definitely you didn't see it on the that. page. Uh-uh. I haven't been on the page. I have much today. Um, that's on the page. The Slayer two disc special edition. So that's here's August. What, here's what burns my ass though. That's August twenty second. And I want to attack Arrow just briefly for this. Why, in God's name, did you put out a collector's edition of Shock Treatment and not put it out in America? They're also putting out Madhouse. I think that's a UK one. So we have a Madhouse here. That's it's only twenty five bucks. June thirteenth. 
Let me see the specs on this. No, that's an American release. Or they're they're putting out a fucking Madhouse. Yeah, put it to the page. I saw that one, but of course the reanimators bought. Yeah, the reanimator. Evil Ed is coming out, and I am buying that. That comes out at the end of this month. Yep. And don't know why Screen Fighters is putting out both Teen Wolves. Whatever. Lawnmower Man's the next thing I'm buying. Yeah, that's that's long bought. Uh, it's a good time to buy uh, the house one and two for you U.S. people <coughs> right now off Amazon because with Prime it's thirty five thirty five sixty nine free shipping. That's the cheapest I've seen it so far. Usually it goes for about forty five. I got it for thirty. Yeah, so a third party. Yeah, so free shipping. It was used. And the gate's gone down too. It's twenty six. Uh, you can actually get that at your local Best Buy because they had it there. Um, so I've already seen that in the store. I also saw Creep Show too in the store, but it was the uh, that was at Fye. It was a single disc. Nobody wants that. No, unless it was McKay's fifteen bucks, then I'd buy it. So well, if you don't, seal. you know, if you don't have the the other one, then. You gotta get it just to see it on Blu-ray, then you know, still, still worth it. You know, uh, wheelchair fucker got my idea tonight. Some of these movies that he, we were talking about right print. I'm like, I tell you when this stuff comes out and you don't buy it. You gotta get it if it's there. You're lucky if you see it anywhere. So, get it while it's hot, man. That's all I can say. And that, that's one of the best scenes in all of this franchise right here. Is all the, the uh, spheres. On the ceiling. Well, I, I really like the tall man in this film specifically too. Yeah, he's cool. Man. Um. Oh yeah. Yeah. We have Chrisian coming up. Max, my buddy Alex. The Lords of the Dead. Alex and Max of Chrisian. What's your favorite prison album? Do you have one? Conquerors I, of Armageddon. I, I love one. I love Black Force. Conquerors of Armageddon. I have to go with Conquerors of Armageddon. Here's my three, I think. You know, I really like uh, The Great Execution, too. That's an amazing record. Um, not in any particular order, but I will put Conquerors first. Conquerors of Armageddon, Assassination, and Black Force Domain. Those would be my three. I think. Close fourth would be The Great Execution. Fortune and Fury's up there. Southern Storm, I love. I mean, I can't... Chrisian's one of those bands that have never released a bad record. Never no, have. They haven't. Never will. You can always expect... The latest, the last you know, record was to deliver. And uh, we talk about it a lot, actually, on the interview you guys are going to hear. Um, about, you know... We tell them basically, you know, we appreciate them for flying the flag of death metal and never changing and not just going with emotions. I mean, they just rip ass every fucking time, and it's amazing. Man. You know, they What's cool about it, they have a classic metal vibe to them, but they're death metal. Yeah, they're like the, um, I don't know any composers, I'm not sophisticated, you know, like uh, the Wagner of, of metal, of death metal anyway. Not metal, but Wagner of death metal or the Bach of death metal.
For a second there, I thought Reggie had the long hair and he was a werewolf. I don't know why. <laughs> He's got this fucking bitch on his back. You don't fuck with Rocky's man. Well, that's an interesting dynamic, too, is there's a lot more action in this film. and There's just a ass-whipping, you know, black chick. It's pretty cool. It's different. Well, it's the perfect continuation to part two. It's they black, did a really good job it, it's, with it. It's a throw to... Uh, Whereas three, to me, doesn't flow that well into four. Right. And four doesn't yeah, flow four is that completely well. batshit. Four doesn't flow that well into five. But now two, one to two, two to three, I think flow well. No, it's perfect. Three. Yeah, it's the, it's the trifecta. But I love how the throw to Black... Speaking of throw, she got thrown off the fucking ledge there. Uh, it's a throw to black exploitation, and I, I love those kinds of films, too. So um, I like the nod there by Dawn. I thought it was really cool. I like the Rocky character. It's, it gives it a little more class, and uh, also just more of like a... Um, I don't know, it gives it a, a nicer vibe, too. What is this? A boxer. It's hot. It's farmers only kill boxers. Damn straight. Thanks. Welcome. I'll hop you up for you today in the morning. Okay. Get off work. Scott, did you want to try some? Yeah, I'll try a piece. Yeah, okay. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. Thank you. You're welcome. And here comes the tall oh, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. It's really good. What? Let me release you from this imperfect flesh that ties you to time and space. That's fucking death metal, that whole thing. It is. And that's nasty, whatever that is. It's like a bone saw that looks like a... It's got all these needles in it everywhere. Did K and B do the makeup for this? I don't know. To check on that one. It looks like there's stuff. The reason I asked. Yeah, I never thought of this till tonight. This and Army of Darkness look a lot alike. They do. No, not in a bad way. Yeah. Um, no, it just looks cool. God. And Jody took care of that guy. Oh, it's gross. Spinning neck and release. If you've got the four barrel looking at you, you're probably fucked. Yep, and he was. That's a four barrel. I said three barrel. It's good. And notice there is a fourth barrel. We all know what you mean. Let's see. Do special effects. He should do photo ops holding that fucking thing. Oh, I would shit. I would shit myself. But I do uh, visual effects, special effects, special effects. <coughs> Says Joff Martin was the assistant. <coughs> Kevin McCarthy. Same guy that did the effects for the Return of Living Dead. The original one? Yeah. Nice. Well, that makes sense. It looks kind of like that. 
<clears throat> well, I want to. Here's a shameless plug to tell everybody that's coming out. Be sure to buy the Shout Factory Lou Ferrigno Hercules movies that are coming out on Blu-ray. Those things are fucking hilarious. They also did a uh, Psycho Cop Returns, which is on Vinegar Syndrome now. Uh, Witchboard Two. It's a weird one. I'll have put that up. Waxwork Two. Ah, uh, love it. Demonic Toys. Well, I was close. Yeah. Uh, Puppet Master Three. It's a good movie. Because I love all the. I got all the Puppet Masters on DVD at a store for twenty bucks. All nice. I have the first one on Blu-ray. That's the only one. Hobgoblins. Yeah, Return of the Living Dead being his. Most, oh, he did Leprechaun too. Well, that's for stunts. Still, that's cool. So yeah, uh, Kevin McCarthy. Then for the the makeup effects, I'm gonna look at that here. Makeup department. Uh, Dean Gates. Dean Gates did the makeup for Day of the Dead, as well as Maximum Overdrive. And there you go, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Always the connection. Yep. And Star Trek Generations. Which I absolutely love. Jurassic Park. Love. Super Mario Brothers movies, Coneheads. Weird. The Super Mario Brothers movie was on Netflix a while back. Maniac Cop 2, that makes the most sense. That's nasty right there. There are bagels. Where are they? They're gone, I guess. I asked you if you ate them, you said no. Plain bagels? There was only one, I ate it. Okay. That's what I was asking. Yes. The Jew ate your bagel, sorry. Oh, Blue Velvet. Did the makeup for that? Love that movie. Anybody that knows that, they sit on the site. Uh, Birthday the other day. Invasion Invasion USA, Raw Deal. Was that House back there, too? Mm, No. Look that way. Why did I think I just saw that? I don't know. Trick of the Eye. The Abyss. It's a Scarface. Scarface. I bet he won some awards for that. So yeah, Dean Gates did the uh, makeup. So there you go. Was, they did some. They had a budget for this film. They got a lot of people working on this. That's why it looks really gnarly. Oh, got a nice weaponry in this film too. There's now. Does the boy and and the girl die here? No, Rocky doesn't. I don't think. I don't remember what happens to the kid. About to find out, though. They look like they got a toilet plunger with a golden sphere on it and blades on the sides. Just crazy. There's a lot of. There's a lot more weapons that the. You know, it's cool because the last film. The last film was all about Reggie and Mike getting all their tools, trying to fight the tall man. In this film. The tall man has all these tools at his disposal. It's pretty cool that they he lashes back with, with his own shit. And it's, you know, nice little, you know, as you were saying about the flow earlier, this one flows into two a lot. Told you. Because it... It really does. It flows right in and inside out. Oh, inside and, and then that's terrifying. That's actually... When he's inside got and outside of the film. The sphere inside his head. And then this ends with him all up on the wall, like the sphere's holding him, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. 
Because at this point... I was heavily on... You know, I, I, and I'll tell the story here for everybody listen to this. I remember watching this with my, my late friend Matt, and we were... This was when this was new. And we were smoking weed that had been laced with embalming fluid, or soaked in embalming fluid. And I remember seeing... Ming the Merciless as Jesus, I was so fucking high. <laughs> and whatever that was from. But yeah, at the time we didn't know that the uh, marijuana had been soaked or dried in by the bombing fluid. Right. Yeah. Crazy. So that was pretty weird. But anyway, that's that's what I have. But I was, you know, it's, I never felt scared watching these films. I felt something, there's a comfort to these films to me, and I don't really know why. All of them. Well, they are. They're almost like family films for horror fans. Is what this is. I don't know what it is. It's just good. But, it's just. But Don, if you remember when he did, people Kenny. like these movies. They just love them. And if you don't, Don you started don't. doing movies like that. Like he did Kenny and Company. That had Mike. You know, Michael A. Baldwin was his first. You know, time running with him and Reggie was in it. And I don't know if Bill Thornberry was in it or not, but I know that's when he first worked with 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 Michael A. Baldwin and with Reggie Bannister. Was in Kenny and Company. That was just like a family <clears throat> little little kid film, you know. Um, that's really good, and it's impossible to find. You, you find the DVD of Kenny and, Comp- Kenny and Company, or you already own it. That's a it's a good Don film to own, but it's impossible to find if you don't have it. So, um, I've been fortunate enough to at least have seen it, but that's about all I, as far as I go with it, because I haven't found it on DVD. Um, but I think he brought that kind of heart. And put it into all these phantasm films because they're very, I don't know, they're like hard R, like family films. It's just weird. Like it's it's a good film to watch with with some with some buddies. It's a good film to watch with your significant other, and it's also a good film to watch with your family. You know, your kids and your parents, whatever. They're just good movies, and they have very good vibes. All of them. They're very dark and uh, confusing, but at the same time, they're fun to watch. And the characters are very uh, easy to get into and relate to. I think that's important. A lot of films don't character build, especially horror films. They don't take the time to. Uh, that's true. Let you enjoy the characters to the point where. You're rooting for them, and you don't want them to die, or you want them <clears> to agree kill the tall man. But the tall man's so likable that you're just watching Phantasm because you don't know what the fuck's happening in the first place. So you're rooting. You're not even rooting for either side. You're just like watching the badassery unfold because the tall man's got his. You don't know how he's going to be stopped or where he's even coming from, and he's a badass. So you root for the tall man. But then Reggie and Michael and, and Jody are fucking all badasses and. You know, now you got the kid and uh, Rocky as badasses. So there's really no sides to choose from. No, is Rocky gone now, or does she come back? Yeah, she rolled out. I think she's done for the movie, but I'm not positive. But I think she took her, made her escape. Um, Nice little frozen severed heads there. It's pretty nice. But uh, (laughs) there's, and then the you know the comedic value of, of Reggie is just great. You know, and there you go. That's the scene you were mentioning with the another very iconic scene in the the Phantasm franchise is that right there at the, where he's pinned up in the corner of the wall with the sentinel spheres I'll get some audio here for this part
it's never over. Whatever that was that pulled him out of the window was fucking scary. That was fucking crazy. So yeah, it just ends and you're like, what the fuck? So, classic uh, phantasm ending there where, of course, Tim was the little kid. But you don't know what the fuck is happening in these films. You don't know where it's going to go next. And, you know, uh, yeah. What'd you think? I love it. I mean, I just do. And the, the, it actually has gotten better with age. I liked it when it was new, and I like it still. This is the perfect I've time. I've never not liked this film. Perfect time to put them out on a box set. And Blu-ray is, is now, I think. It's a good time to cash in on these. People have been waiting a long time. People shit haven't... A lot of people don't even have their hands on the DVDs of these because they're hard to find, or you have to pay a pretty penny for them. Um, so... Having these all in one collection is really nice, and these films deserve to be seen the way that we just watched it, and hopefully you guys just watched it with us um, in full fucking HD. And there you see there, Cat Lester uh, made a cameo in this film as a nurse, so that's pretty cool. Nice. Um, who is the uh, Lady in Lavender in the you know the first couple films? So. Nice. But yeah, this uh, great movie. It's probably my favorite one of the whole thing and uh there's Mark Showstrom right there who also did the makeup uh special makeup effects with Dean Gates Showstrom of course Star Trek all the way for him um but yeah it's just it's just a great it's a great film and we hope you guys uh if you don't have it already get the Phantasm box set these look really awesome you can probably still download them digitally if you're digital people instead of uh, physical media people. Then, by all means, you can get these on, you know, wherever you buy digital shit. Get on your fucking PS4 or your Xbox or your uh, PC or Mac, whatever the fuck you have. You can buy these on iTunes and all that kind of stuff. So, definitely uh, give these a watch if, if if you have it. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. And. Uh, we got Crazy in on the show. Alex and Max are going to talk about every fucking thing from the start to finish to <coughs> their sh- upcoming shows overseas. Uh, talk a little bit about some new material and uh, just whatever your hearts desire, we get into with these guys. So it was a. I want to thank Alex for being so supportive of the podcast, and he's a repeat offender too. He's our second repeat offender. Yep. Uh, Tobias was our first. I'm not calling him Tobias. <laughs> and, uh, he's Tobias on the show. And he's warrior. Yeah. But, but yeah. So that's. Thank you, Alex, and thank you for bringing Max, and maybe one day we'll have all three of you on. And, <laughs> I never saw that before. Hang on. Before we. Prosecution of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Yeah, you never noticed that? No. Am I the only person that watches credits? I watched the credits, but I didn't notice that before. That's the first time I'd seen that. Okay. The very end of the credits, the last thing it shows before it, you know, goes to the logo title and all that again. It's copyright. Yeah, it says, This motion picture is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. 
Right. <laughs> and ours, and we'll leave it, and ours would say, The Wrath of Dr. West. Yeah. The Wrath of the Doctor. Yeah. Because they know who the Doctor is. But yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's. There's Fantastic It's a tree, and, and then. And yeah. You can still probably find this box set, I think, from Best Buy. If you can look, so just keep your eyes peeled with it. It's not gone. Store. I mean, it well, no, it's gone. It's, well, you can get it. Look, getting it from third party on Amazon and it's still at, like the price it was. Like it's at 80, eighty-seven bucks. I mean, it went up. If, if you pre-ordered it like we did, then you got it at the low. I got calm for price. 60, I got it for sixty bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then it went up like a week later, back to the eighty-seven it was originally because it had went down. If you pre-ordered it, it was up at eighty-seven. Then it went down to sixty. When it actually came out, so it actually got cheaper. Essentially, about twenty bucks cheaper the day it came out, and then it went back up. So, eighty-seven bucks isn't asking that much. I mean, that's it's five that's movies. That's actually the, the cheaper than the price it was before it went out of stock. So, these movies third are great. Party, you know, if you're you know, a fan of them, like we are. Obviously, we like them. Well, I mean, no pun intended. Even if it's a hundred bucks, this thing's worth it. It's only going to go up in price the, the longer you sit on it and don't buy it. So. If you're a fan of these, even if you're not, this is a great thing to have in your collection. It's perfect. It's got everything. The reversible artwork's amazing. The all the special features are in it are amazing. Still recommend, and the doctor brought this up to uh, still buy the single version of the Phantasm Remastered because it has a couple extra things on there. On the yeah, but both features of the of the first film are different. So they have all the same stuff that they do on this one, but there's a couple things left out. I think the audio track from uh, when they premiered it live uh, for the first time, I think, in Los Angeles or somewhere like that. They make it to where you're going to want to keep it. Now, Ravenger is the exact same disc. Mm -hmm. And the... Although I've got it it separately, too. Part 2 is the Scream Factory one. Uh, But it's a different artwork for it. It's got the the retro artwork and then... Not the... Yeah, the the retro artwork that you would reverse the new Scream Factory art of. Or it's got the box set art, which is, you know, just the black with the Roman numerals on it and mm-hmm. the sphere. So, uh, you know, if you're a, a completionist and you, or if you already have it, you know, that's, you have the, uh, you know, part two from Screen Factory standalone, and then you get this box set. I mean, keep them both. Fuck it. I got three different editions of uh, Return of the Living Dead on Blu-ray. I have the, um, the carded one that was at Walmart for like 10 bucks when they put out and then uh, they did an anniversary edition of it, and I have that one. That's they fucked the one of the music tracks up on that one because of the copyright. And then I have the Screen Factory one you got me. So yeah, I, you know, one of those things. So never be afraid to have more than one of the same thing. Nope. That's a little bit different, even if it's one little easily feature left out. Yeah, you know. So highly recommended. But uh, yeah, so we'll now bring you Alex. And Max of Crisian, I fucking love you guys. And uh, as always, from the Doctor and I, stay fucking gory. Down with flagellation.
Corey Gorkreist here, Dr. Vincent West. We have the honor of speaking with Alex and Max, a fucking Crisian. How you guys doing? Pretty good, man. All good, man. All good here. <laughs> cool. All right, so uh, this is awesome. And uh, Alex, I met you last year at Summer Slaughter, and we did a brief little interview in Atlanta. Do you remember that? Sure, man. Yeah, yeah, cool. And now, so this is awesome to have you. Uh, you're a repeat offender. We got you on here the second time. This is fucking cool. You got Max <laughs> with you this time, so that's awesome. Awesome, man. Thank you for, for, for doing this. Oh, no, thank you. This is fucking awesome. You guys are one of my favorite death metal bands, so this is fucking exciting. Um, well, we'll just get going here. Uh, if you guys want to do, uh, we'll do a history of the band with you, if that's cool. Story short, uh, we started up uh, uh, around the uh, early nineties, and um, ever since we, we've been, you know, I mean, trying to get things going. You know, I mean, um, uh, we've been influenced by early heavy metal bands uh, such as uh, Judas Priest, uh, ACDC, Iron Maiden. Fuck yeah! And, and then um, there were there were uh, Slayer, Possessed, Morbid Angel. Motorhead. Motorhead. Oh, of course. Things were kind of tough uh, back in the day, especially down here. You know, I mean, uh, it was just hard to to afford instruments and and, and play gigs. And uh, but um, we made it through. You know, I mean, and uh, we we signed up with a couple of record labels in Europe, and uh, we started up the, uh, playing tours over Europe. Uh, then we finally had a chance to to come over. Um, North America, uh, back in '97, I think '98. '98. Okay. Uh, we played at uh, Milwaukee Metal Fest. Uh, nice. We, <clears throat> I actually saw you guys at that. All right, man. Yeah, I used to go to the Milwaukee thing every year. That'd be a apocalyptic revelation era. Yeah, you got it, man. Awesome. You got it. And then uh, we, we we kept rolling, man. You know what I mean? And. Uh, uh, the band always been a priority for us, and uh, we try to keep things rolling, recording albums, and going out on tours. Well, to me, you got, and I told you this when we first met, when we were doing a little interview. I, I think you guys are incredibly consistent, and I never, ever worry about uh, when a Crisian record comes out. I know what I'm going to get, and it's a beautiful thing, and your catalog speaks for itself. And if it's cool, we'll start kind of do uh, like a reminiscent thing of your catalog. Let's start with Black Force Domain, if that's cool. Yeah, Max. Well, um... I love that record, by the way. We're both huge fans of that record. It's so goddamn fast. Yeah, it's nasty. I'll do, like, I'll do like the, the newest one. Oh, we love Forge it. Forge and Fury is great. Yeah, man. it's great. Holy shit. It's different, right? It is, but you know, it's it's always the consistency with it. But I, man, Black Force Domain. I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, "This is so fucking fast and nasty." I absolutely loved it. It is pure. Uh, I would say uh, uh, Black Force Domain. It's kind of a mixture of pure brutal death metal with the real old school metal. You know, like uh, we we were extremely inspired by old bands like uh, you know, Bolsast, Old Slayer. Old Sepultura, all the old stuff. I think Black Force Domain kind of brought back the spirit of the old school death metal. Not yeah. just being brutal and fast, but uh, we, uh, you can tell like by the riffs, the vocals, 
and uh, the rawness, the brutality, and the uh, it, it's wild and uh, it's savage death metal. We brought oh, definitely. Back, like, the old school spirit together with the brutality and speed of uh, modern death metal, I'd say. Yeah, it's definitely a testament to uh, the, the old school sound, and uh, of course the <coughs> the album cover itself is just you know, it's one of my favorite of all time. It's just it's just sick, you know. It's really yeah, yeah. We were like, man, we were like, uh, you know, younger, uh, uh, you know, uh, filled with hate and energy. <laughs> yeah. But to destroy the world, man, we wanted to play as fast and evil and brutal as we could. And uh, we, we're still like this, you know. We still we kept the spirit alive. We know we're more mature, older. We play better, but uh, the, the spirit is the same, man. We, we still have the fury and the passion and the aggressiveness inside of us. Well, you can tell, and it's it's a it's a it's 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 great how you you feel it through the. I mean, I the whole catalog, but that record when I first heard it I was like this is just fucking great like it was so still to this day when I'm upset if I'm having a really bad day and stuff it's a great record to put in and just blast through it so <laughs> yeah I agree literally but um, so we'll move now to 1998 and we'll go to Apocalyptic uh, Revelation yeah it was uh, like Max said we, we always try to keep the, the spirit you know I mean the underground spirit but I guess uh each album has um, a, a little something different, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, I think uh, Apocalypse Revelation is a, is a tighter record, you know what I mean? And uh, with a better production, um, uh, we consider it a step further, but uh, like we said, uh, we, we kept the spirit and the style, you know what I mean? Uh, um, more of a, a mature record, but kind of the same, you know what I mean? Same style, same band. Same lineup all thirty years. Uh, it's a, it's a, a hard one to to always come up with a with a new material for a new record. But uh, right. especially back in those days, we were like a, a hunger for metal, and uh, it was never a problem for us to to keep things rolling. Um, I would say Apocalypse Revelation is a step further, um, but uh, you know, like we say, we kept the style. Uh, uh, um, like we said, we, we we always love it what we do, and uh, it's always a pleasure to come up with a new record, especially back in those days. You know, I mean, uh, we're, we're younger guys, and uh, always looking forward to 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 keep things rolling. You know, I mean, right. I would say it's the same style, but more like a mature record and a step further. I wanted to ask you about the cover art. I was always I. What's exactly going on with that? Because I never, I just, I just thought it was really interesting. Yeah, it's a crazy uh, cover, and uh, it's hard to pick it up uh, at first sight. But uh, if you look at uh, well, it's like a, a, a image of Jesus, inverted Jesus Christ falling through those uh, caldrums or whatever you call it. That's if wild. You, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's great. It's 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 a. I think it's one of the most unique covers you guys have. I, I, I it always sticks out to me that record. It's also a good one that I like to. I like to drink to that record. I just I really do. But <laughs> like all of your stuff. But uh, so yeah, Apocalypse Revelation. That and that's fucking killer album. Then cutting. What's that? Sorry, man. Uh, voice is cutting. You know. Hello. Hello? Yeah. 
Hello, you hear me? Yeah, can hear you hear us? I hear you, man. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, sorry about that. And then we'll move on now to Conquerors of Armageddon. That one's my favorite, definitely. Um. Yeah, uh, definitely uh, one of my favorite too, man. Uh, I love that album. Uh, I think it's like uh, Conquerors is a pure evolution of Black Force Domain, Apocalyptic Revelation together. Uh, the band uh, is playing way better. The production is way better. All the ideas, uh, the cover is maybe the, the best we ever got. It's a great uh, cover. <laughs> hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think uh, Covers is, is definitely one of our best albums, and uh, it's the album that opened, uh, you know, many doors for us as a band. You know, like, uh, when we released Conquerors of Armageddon, uh, we had the chance, you know, to, to get our stuff everywhere, you know, like uh, in the United States, uh, North America, South America, Europe, uh, Asia, so the band really grew. Uh, when uh, we uh, Conquers of Armageddon. You went to uh, Century Media for this record, right? Exactly, yeah. Awesome. That's when we signed with them and we had the chance to release the album in North America, too. Yeah, it's that's a great record. <clears throat> really oh, like... To mention the, also the, the Eric Rutan's uh, production, you know, I mean, uh, at that point where we, we, we were on tour with, uh, with great bands and uh, such as Marvin Angel, and then uh, of course there was uh, was a big influence on us. You know, I mean, right. we were um, tighter, you know, I mean, and uh, and heavier, and definitely Eric uh, Rutan's production helped us a lot. Yeah, he's, you know, I don't, I, I think I talked with you briefly about this uh, yeah. ori- originally, but I don't know about the two of you guys, but to me, he's like. Scott Burns was like the guy to go to back in the day. To me, he's the modern Scott Burns. Right, I would agree with you, man. I mean, he's and hell, it's a sell as a fan. It's a selling point for me to buy a record that has his name on it. It's like I know the production's going to be good, and you know, I love that you guys use him, and you know, it's just he's great. So, yeah, not to mention like uh, how great of a guitar player it is. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hate Eternal. The stuff he did more Angel, yeah, he's great. He's he's fantastic. So and even ripping corpses, yeah, that awesome stuff's good too. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so uh, Ageless Venomous. Well, this album, uh, it was uh, we were kind of in a different mood. Uh, uh, everything was going like uh, 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 kind of uh, some of the bands were sounding like uh, uh, sloppy in a way. You know, I mean, right. uh, most of the bands were just trying to sound as brutal and, and fast. And uh, we, we tried to, to set ourselves apart and uh, try to do like a, more like a clear album, you know what I mean? You, you listen to this album, you, you hear everything, you hear uh, all the riffs, and uh, you no matter how fast we would be playing, but you can hear what's going on. And uh, somehow you went too clear, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know, maybe you can call it uh, uh, a progressive mood we've been through. I like the album a lot. Uh, I like the songs, but uh, uh, we kind of fucked up on the production. Uh, it was just another step, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, 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 like I said, I enjoyed the, the, the songwriting, but uh, we we could get a better production. We did it in right. Brazil, and uh, um, 
it could be better. It could have a better production. I like the songs, but we could we could get a better production. Right. Yeah, it does sound a little clean, but I, I will say, as far as the songwriting is concerned, lyrically and instrumentally, it's it's a very pissed off record. Like I really enjoy Ageless Venomous. Uh, Dawn of Flagellation is probably that's my favorite Crisian song. I think. Uh, period. I I really love that song. So. Play more, uh, more songs from uh, HLS Venomous Live, and we're gonna play this one for you, man. Awesome, man. Yeah, that that song fucking rules. Uh, Production-wise, you, you know, it is uh, clean sounding, but the I love hearing that stuff live, and you know, it's it's just a, a fucking pissed off yeah. record. That's why I always loved about it. The cover yeah. art for that album's cool too. Yeah, it's it's good, man. As Alex said, we we wanted to to play still play brutal and fast death metal but sound clear you know so people right. could hear all the details and the songs you know but uh we definitely went to clear and then i i'll say it, it was not a mistake because we learned uh, from mistakes so that's after sure. that album we i think our productions got better and better because we were really concerned about uh getting good production uh, and not get so clear or overproduced. Always, it's going to be crimson. In the crimson, has to be natural, has to be clear, but raw at the same time. And right. we learn from that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's I, your whole catalog to me. It's just a different. You know, if I'm in a different mood, I just grab one of the catalog and I just run with it. So it's it's where you guys exp- uh, were so consistent, but yet you know, I mean production stuff i mean you got everything and it's it almost you know dates what maybe what you were going on with you guys at the time when you were rotting so i mean i like i said i i i think it's a cool record uh but uh we'll move on uh works of carnage all right man for this album uh we had uh this guy from canada his name was uh pierre he used to play for oblivion and uh he's a good producer too he was producing uh uh cryptopsy anvil so nice. he traveled out to Brazil to produce us, and um, it's another crazy record, man. Uh, it's a uh, classic guess, one. Uh, some of the songwriting were getting more like, uh, um, uh, I would say, uh, uh, I would say uh, within the, that mid-tempo kind of a groove. You know, what I mean, uh, we're trying to come up with. Uh, at that point, we're already up to four full records. So it was definitely time to to add a uh, few different things, uh, you know. I mean, without losing the the our roots, you know. I mean, but uh, it's a heavy album. It's a pretty fast. Uh, it, it did good. We're happy that album. But uh, I guess at, at that point we're kind of adding a few different things, a little bit of a modern stuff. Uh, but uh, it's still a crystal record. <laughs> pretty heavy and it would like the production uh, um, yeah Max yeah definitely um, uh, it's a pissed off album and uh, since we came uh, we're coming from uh, Ageless Venomous which was you know uh, criticized for uh, its production we wanted to come back with uh, something really raw and brutal with uh, short songs and but as Alex said, at the same time we're adding more of the mid-tempo stuff, and uh, we're trying something different. But it's definitely like uh, uh, we're coming from Ageless Venomous, 
and uh, we're trying to do something different, especially production-wise, something like heavier and way, you know, natural and more powerful. Right. Well, yeah, it definitely works. That's great. And, uh, you know, you got tracks like Murder and Wolf and Tyranny. I mean, that's just a it's a classic Crazy in Record, in my opinion. I mean, it's still to this day, you know, it's stands the test of time. And it's not even really that old, honestly, but uh, it's just a, a kick-ass record. And it's great to hear those songs live, too, uh, when you guys awesome. play that stuff. Yeah, and you, the, you had the video for uh, Murderer that you guys... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually our, our very first uh, video clip, and uh, it went pretty well, you know what I mean? Back then, there was a lot of, uh, of uh, broadcast, you know, that video, and uh, we were pretty happy. It is <coughs> what it... Yeah, it's a cool video. <laughs> Always dig that. Uh, all right, we'll move on to uh, Bloodshed. Now, with that, a lot of that's from the Unmerciful Order tracks uh, around there. If I'm not well, mistaken. Uh, it's 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 a AP EP mm-hmm. uh, with uh, five new songs, right? Yeah, five new five songs. five new songs and uh, uh, some reissue of uh, Merciful Order, right? Stuff and uh, I would say like uh, the newer songs we're doing uh, for Bloodshed really open our, our minds for you know to play something you know like a little bit slower and. Uh, I would say like uh, we're even getting back to our first roots, getting more like uh, inspired by the older uh, classic heavy metal bands. You can tell right. here and there there's something like from Black Sabbath or Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. You know, we still we always kept uh, uh, our personality as a band. You know, Christian is always going to be Christian, but we have a lot of different influences. You know, from classic heavy metal to death metal, whatever. So uh, right. I think from Bloodshed you can tell like oh you can tell like oh well those guys I think they they like Judas Priest and bands like that you know you can tell right. like the riffs and the, uh, the song structures and uh, there's a lot of more mid tempo on the, on those songs like uh, Slain Fate, uh, uh, Ominous those those are the songs we, we most play live right and. Uh, so definitely, is the, the is the album that opened our minds to play something slower and getting back like to the the first influences we had, you know, like uh, something from a classic metal, you know, before Slayer and those uh, thrash eighty bands. Sure, yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's definitely cool, and it's you know, I like I said, I, I think it's cool that you guys. <clears throat> I mean, if you you experiment with your sound but you're putting your roots in there and then uh you know it's it's still crazy and so it's like when i listen it's like it's like okay cool they're <laughs> they're still fucking they're still fucking killing it um and then we'll move to uh assassination well this uh um a very special album for us uh we we went to germany to 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 do the recording and uh uh we're very happy with the with the with the result, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like Max was saying, like, uh, right after Bloodshed, we are adding more, like, uh, slower parts and mid-tempo parts. Right. And uh, it was a pretty heavy record. Uh, uh, I liked the, the songwriting, and uh, I guess we were actually uh, touring uh, right at the same time. So we were in a, in a very good mood. We're, you know, being out on the road, and uh, we jumped to the to the studio right after the tour 
So it was uh, good times, man. Uh, we, had, we always had a good time uh, uh, with uh, Andy Klassen, the producer in Germany. And uh, he had an awesome studio, and uh, he had a room for the bands to stay there. Awesome. And uh, we were having a good time. We were, we're uh, like doing barbecues and, uh, and recording an album. Uh, it was a good mood, good times. Uh, it's a pretty fast album too. Some of the songs they catch it up, uh, and uh, some of the songs we're we're still playing alive. We we like them a lot. Uh, it was definitely a very important album for us. He kept open the doors, and uh, uh, remember right after that album, we started to play more festivals, open air festivals in uh, in Europe, and uh, uh, I think that album kept things rolling like. Uh, for us big time you know what i mean and it opened a lots of doors for us and uh, uh i like that album a lot it's uh, it's one of my favorites uh, i don't know what max would say about it yeah i agree uh, the production in my opinion it's one of our best definitely uh andy Klassen, right. <laughs> and uh eric Rutten, they are responsible for uh, the best productions we have you know, all the albums we've done together with them always came out really good. Right. Uh, uh, and uh, I'd say, like, uh, after um, Conquerors of Armageddon, we had, you know, Ageless Venomous, uh, Works of Carnage, and Bloodshed. And, um, well, people were still digging us, uh, especially, like, the real fans, but uh, Ben was kind of stuck at, in the same uh, same spot. You know, because people are not really happy with the production, whatever, you know. Uh, Death Metal was not doing great, whatever. But after uh, Assassination, uh, we could tell, like, uh, the band uh, uh, the band grew, you know. Uh, we're getting more uh, festivals, uh, more shows, more tours. Right. Even fans, you know, maybe, like, some of the new generation, some of the newer fans were digging us, you know, because uh, I can tell, like, uh, Assassination has a great production uh, and uh, the songwriting is good too man so that uh, was a step uh, forward for us you know the the Vicious Wrath video was cool too thanks man yeah, thanks. yeah that was fucking cool and it's always cool to see you guys do promo clips and the videos and stuff so but yeah I think that's a great record I yeah, really the, like that record the Motorhead cover is killer too oh that's yeah fucking awesome thanks for noticing that. yeah man Sweet Revenge fucking rules yeah it's fucking <clears> cool and then now we'll move to uh, Southern Storm well, yeah, definitely, um, uh, I would say, uh, more a pissed off album, uh, more than, uh, assassination. Um, you got Combustion Inferno, that song is fucking ball ripping, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we, we kept things rolling, uh, I like this album a lot, the production is pretty good too, uh, it, it's a long album that we need to, a lot of work, uh, to build up the songs, and, um. Uh, we, we 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 got together and start jamming and uh, we always uh, since we we kept the same lineup uh, after all the years we we have the 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 freedom to to discuss things and uh, and talk about things to each other uh, like uh, we know at that point we're like uh, you know I mean uh, we're you know being there for a long time and uh, it's always time for 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 develop things you know i mean uh we we, we never felt like uh, repeating the same formula or repeating the same deals uh 
even though we sound like uh, you know the same band over and over uh we always try to to come up with different ideas you know what i mean try to add different things uh um i guess uh it's a pretty bad thing when when some band uh stuck around and 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 kept repeating the same deal you know what i mean you do an album right now and then uh uh you quit for for five six years and then some people would consider you a band you know you're not playing anymore right and then all of a sudden you're back it's not happening to us you know like i said uh we 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 take the band as a priority you know i mean we respect our fans and respect our audience and uh it's always time for a new album and um same deal for for Southern Storm, you know. I mean, we we went focused and start jamming, and then uh, always try to develop our music without losing uh, our roots. Uh, I'm not saying that everything we do is right, you know. I mean, I guess every band would come up with a with a, with, a, with some mistakes here and there. It's a hard ball, you know. I mean, play technical, brutal music and uh, keep things rolling. But we always been dedicated and. Uh, Southern Storm is a is a very professional album, and I like that a lot. I like the production, and uh, like I said, um, uh, this that's one thing about us. Uh, even though you might sound the same for some people, we always try to come up with some different uh, uh, different ideas. You know, what I mean, like uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I like Southern Storm a lot. I like the production, Max. Well, yeah, uh, comparing to Assassination, for example, which is is the same team, is the same band, the same producer. Right. We already had the idea uh, when we were writing uh, Southern Storm to to do something heavier, uh, production wise and uh, songwriting wise. You know, so uh, we definitely were focused on doing something really, really heavy. You know, and I would say like. Uh, uh, to be really heavy and powerful and really fast at the same time, it, it's kind of uh, tricky, you know, because if you go too fast, you lose heaviness. Uh, so it, we we try to, you know, play fast but keep the brutality and the heaviness, you know, on the riffs, vocals, uh, drums, whatever. And uh, the way, sometimes the way you write the song, uh, it, it, it's already thinking about the production, you know, the right. kind of production you're gonna have. You have to write the songs, the right song for the right production. And the idea was to to be heavier uh, than uh, assassination. Well, you definitely achieved it. And then you've got the the two videos for Combustion Inferno and Sentenced Morning, which were awesome as well. Oh man, thanks. Yeah, definitely. And and just real quick, I just want to say this before, and we'll we'll continue on here uh, with the albums. A lot of bands that I've listened to over the years, and I just want both of you to know this, and I think Corey would agree with this, some of them fall to the wayside. I never have to worry about that with Chrisian, and I want to thank you as a fan for that. Yeah, guys, definitely. Thanks, man. It means a lot. I mean, that I can, and honestly, I can't think of a more consistent band than Chrisian. So there you go. There's That's my thoughts on that, so... Thank you, brother. Of course, sure. yeah, man, and uh, and we'll we'll continue on now with uh, the great execution. All right, um, same producer, same studio, but uh, it sounds a little different. I'd say uh, uh, it was more like a, I don't know, maybe uh, we 
we we were listening to a lot of lots of heavy metal bands uh, at that time, and uh, it's uh, I think it's a great combination uh, between uh, uh, death metal and, uh, and heavy metal music. It, it's pretty fast and brutal, but uh, uh, lots of uh, mid-tempo riffs uh, combined with fast drums. You know, what I mean, so I think that's one of the 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 one of the 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 most special things about this record, you know, the combination of of uh, mid-tempo riffs and uh, the fast drums. Uh, we could hear everything pretty clear, even though it's a heavy album. Uh, I like the production. I like the songs. Uh, Lyrics like said, are great too. Back then, we listened to a lot of uh, lots of heavy metal bands, and we never quit listening to Judas Priest or or Avil or Dark Angel. Lots of that Dark Angel. Uh, oh yeah. Feel. And uh, yeah, pretty much, Max. Yeah, uh, um, uh, the great execution. I, I think it's more like an epic. Has this more oh, epic feeling to the songs. You know, of course, because uh, there is more influences from the, the classic metal bands, and uh, as Alex said, it's combining with the you know the speed of death metal. So uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, uh, more epic. Uh, there's a lot of uh, you know variation. You know, every every song has uh, its own personality. Some are really fucking fast. Some songs are more like mid-tempo, slower. Right. And uh, well, we we're really happy with this album. It, it, it's definitely, in my opinion, one of our best albums. Yeah, it's definitely uh, one of my favorite records. Uh, actually, in the U.S., it came out on the Day of the Dead, November first. So that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I also have to mention that uh, the lyrical contest were. We're, we're getting more real, realistic, you know, I mean... Uh, That's historic, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, we, we kept the same deal, but uh, back uh, um, to Great Execution, the Star and Storm album, uh, we're getting more realistic, you know, I mean, like, uh, not only uh, about the evil things or just, uh, you know, getting more realistic, uh, you know, I mean, there were lots of uh, things going on uh, around us, so we, we found out we could you know, I mean, extend a little bit and uh, and uh, bring different things to the table, more realistic things, you know, like uh, natural, natural catastrophes and all the war, the religion, and all that crazy thing, things that were, were, were happening. So, yeah, uh, we, we, we kept the, the, the essence, you know, I mean, the death metal essence, but at some point we're, we're getting more realistic, Right, and then uh, we'll say, sort of Orion, especially, it's like kind of, the riff kind of near the end, that's one of my favorite riffs I think I've ever heard, and when we were talking to uh, uh, Dallas at, at Summer Slaughter of Nile, we actually, when we did an episode with him, we kind of nerded out on the podcast over that <laughs> over that riff, because he was saying how much he liked it, so, um, and probably my one of my favorite lyrics from you guys, I'll just read from... The Sword of Orion says, "Behead my opponent with the sharpness of my southern steel." It's fucking awesome. <laughs> awesome. And that's heavy metal, you know. That feels like you know, straight up priest or something. It's, it's sick, you know. And yeah, yeah the- man. I have to 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 to, uh, to to say Dallas is a great guy. Too bad he he's uh, he he's not on Nile anymore. I know, I know man. Why. Um, um, he has already his new band going, right? 
Yeah, he's got uh, uh, Narcotic he actually, Wasteland. And, he was actually um, playing some, some of that for us or getting us to check it out or whatever last year. So I bet, but yeah, it was a shock to me. I had no idea, but uh, uh, it was. It is what it is, man. I wish right. uh, him uh, and Niall like uh, as well the, all the best. Oh yeah, same here. Uh, and then you had the Will to Potency uh, video, which is my favorite song off Great Execution. Yes, yeah, and then the Blood of Lines uh, video as well. Cool, man. Thanks, bro. Yeah, of course. And then um, we'll go right to Forged in Fury. I just want to tell both of you, the cover art, you guys outdid yourself on that. <laughs> That's probably, yeah, it's, it's nasty. And I, and I told you this last year, and I was like, <laughs> my God, the cover art for Forged in Fury, I mean, you just outdid yourself. <laughs> cool, man. Thanks, thanks for noticing. It's uh, definitely a crazy cover. Uh, lots of details. It worked better on a on a vinyl cover, right? And uh, yeah, Joe Petano, man, the Motorhead guy. It's uh, the third time he, he drawn a uh, cover for us, and uh, we're very happy with that. Uh, definitely a crazy cover. Lots of details. Lots of things going on at the same time. Yeah, it's. <clears throat> we were talking about that because I I never knew uh, that he. That's that's who did the cover art for you. I, de- I definitely never. So he did, he did, uh, he did Forged in Fury, and he. What were the other two that he did? Yeah, Conquerors of Armageddon. Okay. Ageless. Well, see, there you go. It's like you guys threw it old school and then threw it back at right at. But I mean that that cover art for Forged in Fury, you're gonna. <laughs> that's gonna be hard to top. That it's it's really fucking awesome. Um, yeah, and it's such a great record. Uh, all the tracks on it, and and of course you've got Eric's production on it, which you know. Oh, it's kick ass. It also came out uh, three days before my birthday, which was awesome. Yeah, cool, man. But yeah. Well, uh, yeah, uh, one thing, man, I'd like to talk about uh, about this album is that, you know, I mean, it's, it's for all the albums we've done, but uh, especially this one, it's like, um, it's it's just like the band playing live, you know, which right. is rare nowadays. Because you listen to many albums nowadays, especially like extreme death metal bands or whatever. Right. It just sounds so overproduced, quantized, edited, and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, we just, we went right to the studio and just play music. We play from our hearts. You know, we wanted to play some really heavy stuff that make makes you bend your head. Uh, and put we put our hearts and soul in that album and it's pure music there's no click there's no editing there's nothing it's just Christian playing live you know and it, it's kind of rare nowadays because I've been so disappointed with so many bands so many albums we listen nowadays it's just it, it doesn't sound like live it's overproduced it and you know real drums real vocals real guitars everything is so fake nowadays in studio and I think those bands are killing the music and one thing we have always done, and especially with the new one, man, it's just like keep it natural, keep it real, you know, because make sure, because when you play live, you have to be better than in the album. So uh, it, one thing I like to point about that album, it's it's that it's pure, crazy, 100% live and natural sound, man. Definitely. It's, uh, some of the standout tracks for me were Soulless Impaler and Timeless Starvation. I remember just... It's it's just great, and I love that the, the some of the songs are really long, they're like six minutes. It's like I I don't know, it's just a complete package, and it's you know it again every time you guys put something out, I don't I don't ever worry about. I mean, I don't have to go listen to uh, samples off of your records. I just buy it because I know it's going to be good. 
Exactly. I mean, it's it's consistency, and I'm serious. I, to me, and I can't think of anybody else. You guys are the most consistent because a lot of bands that I won't mention that I'm a fan of have went other directions with stuff, which I, I get that. I guess experimenting, you know. But as a fan, you know, again, you guys always you're you're like a uh, just a pillar of of steel. You're always going to get uh, what you. You get your your money's worth with a Crisian record because you're you're gonna get Crisian. So, it's it's just a beautiful fucking thing. And uh, Force and Fury is fantastic, and it's it's everything: the songwriting, the the production, and the the cover art. It's it's the whole fucking package. Because I still I still physically buy CDs and vinyl, so I like to have that while I'm listening to the record. So it's it's everything. Thanks, man. I appreciate it so much. Bro. Of course, yeah, and. Uh, do you guys? I don't know if you can talk about this or not. You guys working on anything new? Uh... Yeah, we're ready to, to start writing new stuff, man. We are we're gonna get really focused on the next couple of months, uh, writing the new songs, and uh, we're ready to go, man. It, it's definitely gonna be different from uh, uh, Fortune and Fury. Okay. We're we're, uh, we're doing an Asian tour like uh, next month. Like uh, we're playing. Uh, some places we've never been before, so we're looking awesome. forward. Uh, as soon as we get back home, and, uh, we gotta get it on and uh, start uh, working on uh, on, uh, on a new material. Uh, we're very excited about it, and uh, like uh, we we're talking about, it's always time to to you know get your shit together and start right. working on new material. And uh, we gotta do it, man. We're ready to go. That's it. Are you guys gonna use Eric again? sure yeah you know i mean uh we could uh i wish but uh there's uh, a lot of uh, other things involved you know i mean it, it depends on uh his schedule as well right uh, like the the, the, the the record labels uh word about it so i'm not sure man i, I can tell right now uh we're very happy with uh, with anything he, he did for us but uh uh right now i i, I can tell man well, whoever you use, I mean, like I said, I, and I'm serious to both of you, you never have to worry, and anyone listening, the people that listen to our podcast, anyone that happens to listen to this clip, YouTube, wherever we've got this interview up at, I just want you to know, I mean, it's crazy, and you're good. You don't have to even worry <laughs> about it. Just fucking buy the thing. It's like you're good, you know? Whether you're doing it digitally or physically bond, it's crazy, and you don't have to worry about it. Same thing when you guys live. I want to talk about that a second. Last year, got to see you twice at Summer Slaughter. Unbelievable. That's the best part of Summer Slaughter for me, yeah, especially you, you first guys, time seeing you guys. So yeah. uh, that was uh, really, really a treat for me because uh, you guys have always been one of my favorites. And, uh, you know, you guys deliver. Uh, thanks for noticing, man. Uh, of course. We've been working hard. And uh, like you were saying, it's uh, 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 so many bands are just like uh, uh, going through new directions and. Uh, Looking for 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 new audiences and stuff. We, we it, it's a very thin line in between uh, develop your music or or step into new directions. You know what I mean? Uh, right. New things. We're not going that crazy. We're, we're gonna keep doing what we do. We gotta death metal is our thing, and uh, uh, we gotta keep rolling, uh, uh, doing what we do. Whoa. We call it death metal, and uh, we're ready to go. 
Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's 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 always. You know, uh, but one thing, man, I like you know, I like to say about uh, what we do. It's uh, we do death metal, but it's it's the kind of music that you you know for all you know all kinds of uh, metal fans. You know, we might be like a you know a thrash metal fan or a heavy metal fan, and they listen to Forging the Fury. I think it's kind of metal album that the real metal people will like it because you know can hear the riffs the vocal lines uh the the rhythm whatever you can just you can just bang your head to to that you know uh it, it's like uh you know some bands they go just too crazy about being technical and and fast and play like a thousand riffs in one song whatever and then it's hard for uh for the people to to dig that you know to enjoy the music right. and uh one thing we we do is like we play from the heart, from the soul. We are real metal fans, and it's always going to be like that. It's always going to be like a banging head, uh, riffs and and uh, crazy vocals and crazy rhythms. And it's always going to be like a real metal album. Might be sometimes a little bit slower, or even next time we can it can be like twice faster than Fortune <laughs> Fury. Right. Whatever. It's always music from the heart, from the soul, man. Well, it's. Definitely like I said, you, it always sh- yeah, it always shows, and uh, it's a uh, like I said, it's Crisian. Just buy it. That's all you have to do. Uh, if you're listening to this, you don't know who they are. Just get it all. Get the whole catalog. I fucking love <laughs> love love Crisian, and uh, I'll preach it till I'm dead. I'm a huge fan, and you guys are fucking amazing. You're amazing live, and your records are great, and they're always consistent. So. Takes a lot, man. Oh yeah, definitely. Just fans of, of music in general, even you know heavy metal or death metal, whatever. Um, the extremity of the, of the music you guys are have the ability of putting out is just it's incredible. It really is. Uh, the drums are fucking. It's it's like a a battalion. It's nasty. It's it's really it's really nuts. I've always the drums always stuck out to me as very unique sound, and uh, you can always tell. <coughs> That it's Max behind the kit playing it, you know, the tone is very specific, and, uh, of course, Alex with your vocals and the, the bass is fucking sick, and, uh, you know, you guys just kill it every time, and, you know, as a fan of death metal, it's nice to have Krizian in the fold and just to be you guys and be who you are. It's really, uh, awesome that you guys are still doing the shit, and, uh, repping, you know, flying the flag high as you possibly can and keeping that bar raised for death metal. Killer man, we well, definitely trying hard, and uh, thanks for noticing. Uh, uh, like Max was saying, like you were saying, <clears throat> we might label it as death metal, but it, it, metal is a is an open wide thing. You know, I mean, you can right. can heavy metal to go through trash metal, whatever people label it. It's metal after all. They may call us a death metal band. We call us a death metal band, but it's metal after all. Oh right? yeah, definitely. And it it's, shows through. It's great. Like, Crisian is metal up your ass for sure. <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Um, one other thing we do on the podcast is we're really into horror movies. Are you guys horror fans at all? Yeah, uh, I'm not of the old school. Yeah. yeah, that's the stuff we're into. Yeah, we're not. I'm, uh, I'm not a movie expert, but uh, definitely into some of the old school horror movies. What's what's one of your favorites, Alex? Um, I like um, The Exorcist. It's a fucking amazing uh, Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, 
the, the old Dracula movies, uh, uh, um, Friday the 13th, uh, um, what else? Uh, I don't remember now, man. Uh, <laughs> Warlock. Yeah, Warlock. Old stuff. yeah, Warlock's a great movie. <laughs> That's crazy. But definitely The Exorcist is fucking unbeatable, uh, yeah. I guess. That was the first one I saw, and I've actually uh, peed myself standing in a dress, you know, like the film. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I did really piss myself the first time I watched that movie, because I was like five years old, so I had no idea what horror movies were, and then that kind of changed everything uh, when, that, when I saw that film. So, yeah, I love that one. It was weird for me seeing it, because my parents, when I saw it, it was scary, because my parents... My family was like super religious, and it was like seeing it was art. It was just, it still it still freaks me out. I, one of the things I told Corey that I want to do is actually the the city where they shot that they've actually made those stairs uh, uh, like a town monument. You can actually go hang out on those stairs. Oh, shit. That's killer. You guys should get some photos on those stairs. That'd be fucking <laughs> it's sick. Washington State University, I believe. Damn, awesome. In the U.S., so you guys. Next time you're around, uh, next time you're back in the states, you go, go have some. Maybe fun. we could do that together. Some we could get to a show if you guys were playing near there. We could all just go get a picture of us on the steps. Hell yeah! Yeah, that'd be pretty sick. Do a good so. old fashioned slide down and you know, just <laughs> race hell. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, well, look, I can't thank you guys enough for doing this. Uh, I can thank you guys enough, uh, Vincent, Kari. Uh, thank you very so fucking much. Uh, it's up to you guys and uh, people like you guys to, to keep this thing rolling without uh, support like you guys. Uh, we're just uh, by ourselves, you know I mean? It's like uh, one thing uh, together, you know I mean? Like people like you guys are helping us out to, to, to keep our shit alive. Uh, thank you very much for the opportunity, man. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough. Thank you very fucking much. Oh, no, thank you, man. I, like I said, it was, yeah, this is an honor. It was a pleasure meeting, meeting you last year and... and I know I, I wasn't aggravating you about doing it. I, I can't believe we got to do this today. I'm so excited. So this was this was a lot of fun. I hope you guys had fun. Hell yeah, we had it, man. What's up, everybody? This is Alex from Crisian. This is Max Kolasny from Crisian. And you're listening to the Almighty Fantastic Podcast. Oh, God. Those are those are the best media plugs we've ever got. Those are <laughs> fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, and look, when you guys... Uh, I don't know if you guys... Uh, and we can put this in there too real quick uh, do you guys I meant to do this before and I apologize uh, if you guys want to tell everybody what you've got going on right now some tour dates and stuff and then uh, we'll also promote that on the page as well alright uh, Max uh, well um, uh, we are going to make a few shows uh, here in Brazil and uh, next month we have this tour in Asia we're going to play um uh, going to play China, Japan, Bangladesh, uh, South Korea, uh, uh, and... Um, China? Somewhere. No, I said China. Uh, festival. Uh, oh, Indonesia. 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 And then uh, after that, uh, we're going to make like a, a tour, of a summer festival tour in Europe. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen in uh, June. Okay. Uh, we have five days, five shows in June, and then in July we're gonna stay the whole month in Europe playing summer. Both, 
And right after that, we're gonna start writing and get really focused on the new stuff, new album, new songs. Fuck yeah! Well, I've been I've been sharing all your stuff that you guys put on on your page on our page. So, all right, man. Well, fuck yeah! This is guys. This is a huge honor. Thank you so much for everything. Yeah, man. We're definitely gonna post it. And uh, uh, again, thank you very much for for doing this, man. Uh, we, we had a, a, such a great time and uh, yeah hopefully we meet up sometime soon uh, we share a beer and talk about things and uh, I'll keep you guys posted about uh, about things that that uh, that are happening and uh, I'll let you know thank you very much both of you guys Car and Vincent you guys are awesome thank yeah you man fucking, you guys were fucking awesome you guys, I mean, you, you guys get the new record ready we'll have you back on if that's cool Sure, man, sure. We, we appreciate that. And uh, again, thanks for supporting uh, not only us, but uh, all those brutal bands out there. Uh, like I said, it's uh, you guys are no less important than, than, than all these bands out there, man. Uh, th- thank you very much for, for, for spreading the word out and helping the bands out. Uh, we, we appreciate it a lot, man. Thanks, guys. Well, thank yeah. you. And thank you, guys. See us next year, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. We'll be there. We'll- <laughs> Enjoy, enjoy some medicine and uh, have a beer, man. Oh Appreciate yeah, that. definitely. Thanks, Corey. Appreciate it a lot, man. Without your support, we're nothing, man. Appreciate. Well, thank you guys for doing this. And like I said, when we get it, when we get the, we'll get this thing uh, wrapped up, and we'll get it with a uh, a movie and stuff, and we'll get it ready to go, and we'll get and we'll get it get it out there, and you guys can share it and everything. Awesome, awesome, man. Cool. We'll keep in touch. All awesome, right, David. Thank you guys. Take care. Cheers. Take care. Cheers. Okay. customer who isn't satisfied. No, this creep keeps calling you. He's driving us nuts. Leave me alone. He wants to slash their prices. Oh, who's there? He wants to cut their inventory. You're crazy! He wants to chop until they all drop. I saw him kill Linda. And now, he's turning their retail store there's going to be one more killing here tonight. Into a wholesale slaughterhouse. 
From the producers of Evil Dead 2 and Pulp Fiction comes a new chapter in terror. Bruce Campbell, Ted Raimi, Renee Estevez, and Sam Raimi in Intruder, a new dimension in terror. I'm just crazy about this story. Every legend is based on fact. Every myth is grounded in truth. For 17 years, the town of Haddonfield, Illinois, has been haunted by a night when evil roamed the streets and a madman ruled the night. Everyone knows his name. Now, everyone will know the truth. I knew what he was, but I never knew why. Halloween since the origin of Michael Myers. Stuart Gordon, the director of Fortress, The Pit and the Pendulum, and Reanimator, takes you into the dungeons of Castle Dorsino. Now an American family. Welcome to Castle Riley, lady. Will inherit a legacy of evil. They say the castle is haunted. And a master of modern horror. <laughs> will unleash his most terrifying creation. Stuart Gordon's Castle Free. Reanimators Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton 
Stuart Gordon's Castle Freak. Watch that crate! That's very expensive! For centuries, he has remained hidden. Watching. Waiting. And now, he is coming. He knows your secret hopes. He sees your private dreams. And he can grant your every desire. Well, I'm not a <laughs> greedy man. How about a million dollars? I remember a certain potentate whose last party was talked about for centuries. Oh, God, how I'd love to host a party like that. I wish to be beautiful forever. Even if it kills you. As you wish. Was it worth it? Would you like to escape? No! Beg for your life. Help me! Pray for your soul. But whatever you do... Ready to play? Don't make a wish. Ah! Wishmaster. Careful what you wish for.